Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Star Wars All In, another special episode of Star Wars In, another May the 4th special episode of Star Wars All In, and in our drive to be completely inconsistent, it's different than it has been the last two... The last time we did one. So what we're going to do is, I am one of your hosts, Mac, and I'm here by my fellow commentator, Ross. I like to think of us like we are about to narrate the Bunta Eve classic. Like we are about to get in there like Foden Bead and just provide hard-hitting, okay. beat-by-beat, information so, that people can't live without. So we've taken Greg Proops's job is what you're telling me. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Um do we have to share one body because that'll be odd. Yeah, both of our heads are quite large. I don't think they're going to fit on one body. You know, in my past I did a, a a movie podcast and one of the things that we thought was clever was we made it so that one voice was more to the right and one voice was more to the left. So it's like you were being you were in between two people talking. It's fine until people started wearing one AirPod for everything. Uh, well, I do that, and so that's one problem. But it's also like, you know what it ended up feeling like? What? Like you were in between two people talking. <laughs> like Not that they were sharing the conversation with you. No, that they were talking past you. <laughs> Um, and, and hopefully, there's nothing more fun than that. And hopefully you won't feel that way because we are doing our first Full movie commentary. So, uh, if you're here for the normal podcast, um, well, I I don't know if it'll be good content for your commute. Um, because what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a live listening track that goes with, along with your viewing experience of Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Um, we picked Return of the Jedi um, because... Well, we picked Return of the Jedi. Um... <laughs> Well, we picked Return of the Jedi because we uh, joked about it in our April Fool's Day episode this year. True, first true. First and foremost. And then we thought that joke was so funny, we needed to make it not a joke. So we decided to do some commentary. And, uh, you know, hey, you never know. If people listen, maybe there'll be more in the future. Yeah, we are not literally signing up ourselves to make commentaries of every movie, but uh, we are going to make a commentary of this movie for sure. We are. And what better place to start than at the end? Yeah, in the movie that I've watched entirely too many times. Uh, uh, that's that's part of the humor to me of the joke of why I said it during May, April 1st was, this is the movie I've already watched too many times, so you know, let's watch it even more too many best, times. best, most useless superpowers would be able to know how many times you've consumed something. Like, if you had a running counter for every time you've watched a Star Wars movie. Or... I would hope you'd have it for everything, like, well, like yeah. uh, you know, eating a bowl of Cheerios and, like, I've exactly consumed 1.3775 million Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just know yeah. everything that's been entered into yeah, your sphere. that would be great. I'd love that so much. Uh, I expect this movie is at least in the four, if not, probably four digits, I'm going to guess. Oh, I mean, I'll only speak for myself, but there is no doubt. Uh, out of I think it's like this and Back to the Future 2 and maybe Short Circuit are the only movies that are really, I can feel very confident that I've gotten into the four digits with them. <laughs> like, yeah, I can I can understand that. I mean, what better, mo- I mean, Short Circuit, wow. I Those those were, I had those tapes. Um, so that's the fun that you're going to have. Um, <laughs> all right, real quick uh, for my for my technical friends, let's go over some of how this works. The first things I want to let you know is, one, we are recording this in May 4th of 2021, so all commentary are dated and flavor-locked to that time. 
Next thing, we are going to be watching this via what we think is the most populist way to watch this, which is on Disney+. Plus. So this is the Disney Plus version of Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, available through the Disney Plus streaming app. Um, what I'm going to be doing is I will be giving you different sync points. We will start at the very beginning of the frame. I'll give a countdown in the next segment. And then occasionally I will bring up the audio a little bit from the actual... Um, uh, film just to allow you to kind of know where we are so you can keep relatively in sync. Uh, thankfully, uh, it should be pretty easy since we're dealing with all digital tools, but that should help you in case you drift or if you case you, you know, come back to it and do it in multiple sessions. All right. So again, if you're listening to this and you want to listen to an entire Return of the Jedi with us over top of it, that's not going to happen. I, I, I feel the Lucasfilm lawyers will come too hard if we did silly things like that, but um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this, um, follow along, <laughs> um, uh, this, this, this nostalgia trip with Ross and myself, Ross, anything else you want to say before we take the plunge? No, Mac, let's get started. All right. We're going to get started right after this. talking in the theater no talking in the theater i think we're gonna break that rule this will be the one time i'll allow you to talk next to me mac oh yeah i, I do have <laughs> i am a movie talker and i already apologize for that um i mean low-key i apologize for that uh it depends on how if the movie's really good i don't talk <laughs> I, I i say that in my defense um so all right so all right, folks, um, if you are getting ready, we are on 000 of the time code here, uh, ready to dig into it. Uh, one of the best things about Disney Plus, I just want to say, is the fact that like the first frame I'm looking at here is the 20th Century Fox logo. Mm -hmm. And the best thing about acquiring 20th Century Fox, in my opinion, is that the 20th Century Fox logo is in front of Star Wars again. The fanfare, yeah. It uh, was desperately missed. You know, it, it, this makes me like transports me back to 2014 to being like man what is it gonna be like to see a disney castle in front of star wars and then it didn't happen they were just like no no we we don't do that well and that's great yeah it it, uh, it, it was weird in the sense of there's nothing but um i'm sorry before we keep talking because we could talk over the 20th century logo this is going on uh we're gonna start the count all right my friends so we're gonna start in five four three two one all right, so there's that beautiful fanfare we were talking about. And it's what belongs here. It's what belongs here. Oh, and there, there's that logo we all know. I remember when there was just green font. <laughs> no fancy shimmers or anything like that. I like, I like the fanciness, but yes, I know exactly what you mean. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Remember, kids, Star Wars is in the past. 
you know, it is one of those things of like, yeah, it's the fairy tale and opening, right, of, you know, a long time ago. But like, you know, when you think about cosmic theory and the way that light travels to us in the billions upon billions upon billions of years, the Earth, Earth and the universe has been expanding. Yeah. Time's funny. Time's funny that way. Um, so the dead speak. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's I'm not that kidding. bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> just you, kidding. Ooh, you spiked the mic, but that's okay. We're we're already in. Um, so Luke has returned to his home planet in a cut scene and builds his own lightsaber in a cut scene. His friend Han is a wall ornament for Jabba the Hutt. Um, we're reading verbatim here. As great as that, Luke. You know, so if you don't know, what we're talking about in the blue on the 2011 Blu-rays. There was a unreleased scene that was released, you know, for the first time in those special features that was Luke sort of um, assembling his green lightsaber. Uh, not for the first time, I you know, but putting it together, essentially taking it apart, well, cleaning he's it like, type of thing. Yeah, he's like cleaning it and prepping it because he's putting it in R2-D2 and we see that. And that's from all everything I've heard. That's the reason it's cut is because they thought it was a better surprise that Luke came with his lightsaber in R2. Yeah. Um. Uh, and it's sort of like, nah, it's better to see it when it happens rather than see that that prepped and then paid off later. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, by this point, Luke, uh, let's just say Luke's had a wild summer, whether yeah. the events of Shadow of the Empire happen or not. He's had a crazy summer. <laughs> you know, Mac, this will be the, like the last time we'll watch this, especially together before War of the Bounty Hunters comes out and recontextualizes Ooh. the in-between of Empire and Jedi. I'm going to be real honest, Ross. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Well, um, so the... real quick, real quick, as we talk about my childhood. So in many respects, my favorite parts of Return of the Jedi are all stuff that happened in the dark on the Death Star. So right now we're seeing one of my favorite ships of all time, the shuttle Tidarium coming in here, um, which this is its first appearance and all that good stuff. But as someone who had not seen New Hope, I mean, I must have watched this movie at least 50 zillion times before I watched New Hope. Yeah. It was the space stuff, this cold, monochrome place I, yeah. that really caught my imagination. Yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of silly when you think about the fact of like, well, yeah, New Hope takes like half, half of it takes place on the Death Star. This is an homage to that. Like, well, I don't know that. <laughs> like, and... Uh, even just watching this, just like you could just see like a bunch of the people that worked on the 77 movie are like, yeah, but now we got all the money. <laughs> like we can we can really do this upright. Yeah. Is that a matte painting? I think that's a matte painting. There is. There's a couple here as they're looking in. Um, uh, yeah, I know most of the shuttle bay is fake. Um, just what because. Did you, so this is not just to clarify something you just said. This is not the same shuttle from the end of the movie that they take down to Endor. No, no, right, no, no, no. It. I said shuttle Tidarium, right. Lambda-based uh, right. Imperial shuttle. I just meant it's more generic class. No, I bet you twenty million dollars. It's the same model, though. <laughs> bet you it is. I bet too. you in in our world, in the real world, that is the same mm-hmm. shuttle. <laughs> uh, there he is um, with uh, the the final model of the Vader costume. Yep, some no red changes. lenses now. Uh, and there's there's our good friend Admiral. Uh, uh, Gerard, who's like, yeah. listen, I, I look, I'm, I'm just mostly a glorified accountant mm-hmm. and board building foreman. Like, it's really, really hard. You know, in the original script, though, he had a lot more lines and originally was going to get force choked at the end by Vader outside of the Emperor's throne room. 
Well, I'm glad he survived. Yeah, he I mean, a, he dies with the Death Star, but you know. He, he definitely dies with the Death Star, but yeah, he did have a little bit of a bigger plot uh, originally. But this is maybe one of the most legendary lines of what a great way. Because remember, like at this point, we've seen a, a monkey old lady looking weird hologram thing of the Emperor. The Emperor has no real intimidation whatsoever to him because it's only that Vader is like scared of him. But this line sells the Emperor so well when he's like, He's not as forgiving as I am. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> also, I want to say, this is what a real polished floor looks like. Uh, one of the things about, like, Last Jedi is, like, man, with CG, you could just make the floor impossibly polished. <laughs> well, they've come up with some new materials in the 30 years in between. Well, I think also just we can just CGI out all the smudges. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this is a working man's highly polished floor. yeah. yeah. Um, so here we are in the planet Tatooine, R2-D2 uh, and C-3PO going on the only road. <laughs> <laughs> See, is it a road? I guess it is kind of road-like, isn't it? It at least is to draw the eye a road, like for us as an audience to know that they're headed towards it. Sure. Oh, that's a big door. I, for- I think I forget how big that door is. No wonder they don't open it all the time. Do you know how much energy it costs to just prop that thing up <laughs> six feet? Um, So... Here we go into my least favorite part of Return of the Jedi. And I mostly say least favorite just because of repetition. Like, the Jabba adventure, mini-adventure, one of its best part. It's a mini-adventure. It's a complete story. And I've seen this episode of Star Wars, if you want to think of it like a TV show. This is the one I just keep catching in reruns so many times that, like, <laughs> I cutely know it all. But I also kind of sick of it. Um, Here's you know our standard piece of eye equipment here shown up in... Uh, you know, uh, Mandalorian, it's in um, all kinds of stuff now. I saw it in the Clone Wars opening movie. Yeah, it's popped up a few places. Um, a lot of times Jedi just tend to cut them off. You know, they pop out of a door and the de- Jedi just cut them down. And we're happy because it, it usually airs in their favor. Yeah. A common trope in Star Wars. By the way, those giant holes for the, uh, for the door, mm-hmm. tripping hazard. Oh, for sure. I don't think Java's Palace is up to code. Definitely not wheelchair friendly. Gamorian monks in the background, just brain jars. Here's here's our first Gamorian because we needed to Star Wars orcs. Yeah, but they really are something special. Well, when I was a kid, I I really thought of Zelda because they remind me of Ganon. Uh, And I was already very Nintendo by that point. Bib Fortuna, the the major domo here of Jabba's palace, reminding you that yes, Jabba's uh, many many benefits do not include dental. <laughs> <laughs> because like at one point you could say, well, that's just this this guy's character. Like, oh no no, this guy is fugly for a Twi'lek. <laughs> like those head bumps are more than most other dudes. <laughs> the the slope to the back of his head more than most dudes. Those little talons, his pointed ears, his ugly teeth, all of that is more, that's more bib. That's that's all bib, not not anything more than that. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I love bib for dude, like, looking back at the Gaborian guard of, like, can you help me with this? No, you're no help. <laughs> Gaborian's guard is like, I don't know, I get eaten later in the movie, that's my role, man. Look at that pitchfork, though. Force pikes. Yeah, that's cool. See these electronics because it vibrates, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Jabba. The, this is look at this every frame of painting, <laughs> like 
Jabba in all this brilliant kind of like gradual, you know, colors. You got the little Jabba with the fan in the background. There's Riaz in the front. First grand on screen. Always like that race. So Jabba weighs 2,000 pounds, that model. Like the physical prop. Just a straight up imperial 2, ton. 2,000 pounds. Oh, just look at the lighting on that. I love how it's like sort of just sitting on one of his eyes. It, it just, I think the lighting more than anything makes Java look real. And I think that's the the problem is look how lush that lighting is and how it's reflected in the eyes and all that stuff. That's the thing that CG keeps chasing yeah. is because they lit it so well, it makes it really hard to make it fake, even though the actual structure of the puppet, that's not hard. Um Hey, my name's Luke Skywalker. Uh, I got black duds. I don't know. I I, I really... I got into uh, Johnny Cash while I was uh, finding myself, you know. <laughs> and it's the first time we hear Luke refer to himself as a Jedi Knight. That's true. He has decided he is one, or he is one, or whatever. We don't so know. We, so wait, so there's, they're, they're officially filling the gap? Is that in the comic books? It probably feels like a comic book thing. Yeah, so the uh, War of the Bounty Hunters will be uh, the journey of Boba Fett getting Han Solo to Jabba's palace safely. Yeah, no, I know that. He goes to Gal Spaceports, Dash Rendar fights him. He, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We already have that story. Everyone says, oh, that's Legends. I'm like, no, it's not. I want Dash Rendar in that comic more than anything. The way anything. Max flip-flops between being a Legends hater and a Legends lover always gets me going. It's always I love enjoyable. It. I do love it. I love being just all over the place because it's... you know what it comes down to? What Legends are the ones that need to stay? The ones I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Haven't you been on the internet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that. So do you think it's like command strips? Like, how do you think he's got that mounted there? Like they lower it later. Like, did, like what other piece of art was there before? Was like the the like, I don't know the the Ro- Rodian uh, Mona Lisa there, and then he put it down. It's like, no, I want Han over there. They've had lots of time. They've had lots of time. And you know, here's to the other thing: securely into the studs. Now that we've been finding that carbon freezing people uh, is not the most uncommon thing in the world, I would say that the Mandalorian came after this so we found oh that's a good way to turn into bounty right but i would say no i watched the episode of clone wars at the citadel where they did that trick like on purpose so free carbon freezing a biological form apparently isn't the most unknown thing which really the movie dialogue here is going to eventually confirm that because you have hibernation sickness which means you must have webmd must have a documented case of this before (laughs) uh this is such a cool place it is. It scared the crap out of me when oh, I was a kid. Oh, terrified too, me! You know Absolutely. what? The, you know what the craziest things about like being unsettled. One of the most unsettling things to me about the scene is it's all creepy and it's torture. And you're a kid; you don't know the difference between robots and people really yet, right? So it's torture, just straight up. But his extra eye—the fact he has like three little pinpoint eyes instead of two—that's two one B. He's a nice guy, or. Scrap made from a 2-1-B. It's this. It's the fact he's got, like, two eyes on one side was just, I'm, like, unsettled. That's what did it for you? I don't like his head. Oh, he's asymmetrical, and that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that CZ1 there. Yeah. Well, little one, you are going to learn some respect, and that respect is to realize that my arms are only basically one hydraulic. I can't lift, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Gordon's like, yeah. Flip a few switches. The boss man doesn't have to lift heavy things. No, he's he's a clerical droid. <laughs> um. Oh, here here we go with some dancing. Yeah. Now, Ula here. Yes. Is the only actress to be brought back for the special editions from the original trilogy. Really? That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Probably makes sense because I'm going to guess that, um, you know, when they came back 20 years or not 20, I mean, whatever, 17 years later mm-hmm. uh, to do this, I'm assuming that uh, she was, I don't know, probably a dancer. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's give a little Jedi rocks here for people to sync with. And I will say this much, I look, <laughs> I do like him. We, we can dig into like all the qu- things about like, you know, is it right, wrong, left, right about like special edition. I think on the whole, I'm glad this, I'm glad that Jedi Rock works because one, it's more of an actual like song. Um, as much as I love Lopty Neck, Lopty Neck is very much the music of the time, 83. Whereas this is just more of like a just kind of dinner to theater thing that makes sense for what Jabba hired them to do. And also, it's not just Droopy McCool and his three friends. Like, it's a band. It's a show. <laughs> um, it is much more elaborate, obviously, and it's longer. Um, it's okay. It's, you know, I don't hate it, but... I, I guess I guess my thing is, as a person who grew up with the original VHS tape and watched it, you know, 11 billion times, like, one of the things that is, eh, is this scene is way more boring because the song is much more subdued and you're, like, watching the, the dancing, and I'll be blunt, I don't think the dancing's filmed all that in the most interest. Like, today, we'd have a lot more cuts, a lot more close-ups, a lot more of strain on her face as she's thinking if she can get out from this chain. Like, yeah. we would have a much more complex scene if we were saying the exact same information today. So when you take all of that into consideration, there's a certain level of, eh. Um, so, look, if you want to fix Jedi Rocks, it's cool, but I think fixing it would be making something more similar to it, not less similar to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we have the bounty hunter Bush. And now we get to see what I consider is Chewbacca with his best head sculpt because <laughs> like he's got hair. Yeah. He's Boba Fett and the up. ladies. Uh, so did you know Bush's voice here was done by Pat Welsh, the voice of ET? No. Mm-hmm. Only other acting credit besides this. Wow. Yeah. That is a fun fact. You yeah. look at you bringing the fun yeah. facts. Clearly, we I'm had mostly to... just nostalgically talking about how much trauma I've had from this movie. You're <laughs> you've got like fun things to talk about. Love Bosch's helmet here. I like that. What's cool about it to me is um, more so than just the fact. I mean, we know it's Princess Leia. We are going to know that. But if you're watching this for the first time, the thing I like is look at that little chin. I, I, I always love that. Like like Boba Fett's like cool with the ladies like he's a pro sex worker kind of guy he's just you know like he's not taking that armor off so you know he's a clone i don't even know if it all works down there the point is he's just like a really cool guy tapping chins hanging out telling everyone to pay their waiter tip their waiters you know he's that kind of guy um i mean it is a lot more fun watching boba fett now now that he's had a little bit of characterization over the years He's had tons. It's just he has canon characterization now. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but was just, I'm sorry. Back to to Bosch here. Uh, the thing I really like is 
that helmet really breaks up the human eye line. So I love the fact that you have no concept person, not per like, like Boba Fett. No one was surprised there's a human under there. I don't think there was a lot of people guessing there was an alien under sure, there, right? Sure. Or is Boche like, who knows, man? Like, look at where, like, I don't a... see where, I don't see where Carrie Fisher would actually look out through that thing. <laughs> through the beak. Yeah, it must, it's either, yeah, it's got to be either through the mouthpiece or through, like, maybe the gap between the visor and the mouthpiece. Like. I could see that. Yeah. Let's just say that you can't see crap in there. And there's two visors, which implies maybe this thing has like four eyes. And like Boba Fett's like, game respect game, man. I've seen you around. You got a puck? I'm picking up pucks here. You guild? So what I want to know <gasps> is... Lando's here. <laughs> are we going to see more of the... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we're definitely going to see more of how Chewie... Well, look how quaffed no, his hair is, though. His hair seen. is so on point in this movie. Uh, Matt painting, there's that frog. Well, we had entered the 80s, and, you know. Uh, that thing didn't get away. It got eaten by that frog. Mm -hmm. I love this. Just such a great shot. Um, love everybody just, yep, okay, party's over. Let's all just uh, go to bed here. Uh, just, yeah, just lay on Jabba's throne. Now, well, that you figure, you figure the night ends with, like, rigorous, you know, drinking... Like the real partying, mm -hmm. um, probably who knows what kind of weird alien sex acts like, and everyone's I'm just assuming stone and flopped over like that. Like this, this place is basically like one step away from just being like it's a little a, too much revelry. Yeah, I think they all I think they all just they got blitzed and they're they're out, man. They, I mean, I they didn't it. they didn't choose to go to bed here. They just ended up asleep here. Um. Man, it's weird to just keep recontextualizing everything, right? Like, like is Boba Fett guilt? Does he have a puck for Han Solo? Like, is is Jabba putting those out? Mm, I would think Jabba went outside the guild for this one, but who knows? And the way that the thing falls, do you think he was just hovering there? Do you think they had just a repulsor lift there? Um, uh oh, I don't think it was a. Rep I'd like to think of it like a moving track, you know. But then again, where's well, the hook on the back? Yeah. I mean, you don't see it. There could be one. Um, oh, it's so good. Uh, warming up. You know, just like you take a, a toaster's pastry and shove it in the toaster. It I always thought this effect self. was so cool. Oh, it is. This always made me nervous, too. This whole opening just made me nervous. I could understand why. And then he falls forward. And, you know, he, and he's... He's wondering how he got here and where he is. Leia's going like, is that a different shirt? And is that an orange blood stripe? Wasn't it red when they put you in there? <laughs> and you certainly didn't have a double-breasted shirt when they put you in there. <laughs> um, And wow, are you wet? <laughs> you have hibernation sickness. You're E.T., huh? Yeah. That's wild. Isn't that something? Oh, it's great, because like I said, who is this weirdo alien? And look, yeah, if you touch that mouth, you'd be like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, while yes, definitely hat hair, hair on point, despite being in a helmet this whole time. Yeah, not bad at all. Obviously an airtight seal to that helmet. All right, let's get out of... Uh-oh. Much like Santa Claus, a ho-ho-ho kind of man. 
Maybe that's why I always like Jabba so much. He's got those Santa vibes. <laughs> Look, he's fat. He's jolly. Also, for Just the record, like was he was he planning to sleep the night there if like no one went for Han? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I think he knew. I think he knew, right? There's good old yak face in the minute. Just too much of a coincidence. Bantha Poodoo. <laughs> uh, there's Droopy. Droopy finds it funny. I just want to cool, curl up on that little spot where Salacious Crumb is laying. I just it seems just that little that little bit there in between the tail and the stomach. <laughs> All right, and you. I'm into humanoids, which you know you might think, oh, that's sexist and messed up. It's like, oh, you have no idea how messed it up it is for a hut to be into that. <laughs> <laughs> have you met my nephew zero you want to talk about weirdos <laughs> he's into the strangest things <laughs> oh that tongue ah. it reminds me of the triceratops tongue from jurassic park same energy yeah they have that same pointy look to them for the record this is i think one of the things about the accommodation the dungeon that makes it the worst is there's just a big wet wet pile in the middle <laughs> that's not pleasant well, that's just, their just, potable water well just think about this like how much would it suck to be stuck in a prison cell how much would it suck if you stuck in a prison cell and the entire floor is wet like there's nowhere to lay down or sit down that's not going to get you wet yeah it'll get old real that's quick. just it's, it's a nice mild heck and there's chewy <laughs> Jedi Knight out for a little while and everyone has delusions of grandeur. Great line. One of the best online's for sure. I love that. <laughs> Chewie just starts robbing him. Like, it's okay. Just grooming him. Guy. Just grooming him. It's okay. Um, for the record, though, I, I also like how that sort of mirrors Solo now. Like, remember the... We met for the first time in a muddy, wet dungeon yep. cell. Yep. Memories. <laughs> Do you think the door opened for him or it looks like... Pfft, I can throw X-Wings now. I can lift this door. <laughs> I imagine he's able to lift the door by himself, oh, oh, which is oh. why the Gamorreans give him this intro here. And here's the... Oh, oh he chokes him. The ominous forge choke. Where everyone now, tries to pretend. Now, was it a sleeper hold or not? We presume he doesn't kill them. And you know what else is interesting about this, of course, is that this is the only movie where Darth Vader doesn't oh. force choke someone. I... I don't think I caught that before. Did you see the Doug that was right there? Oh, yeah. That was added in the special editions. I don't remember that one. Oh, yeah. Probably, ironically, this is probably the one I've watched the least in the special editions because I watched it so many times in the original. I uh, dig in it. Uh, Carrie Fisher, who had to do lots. I feel so bad for her. You're going to wear this. No one you know who Carrie Fisher and her personality, not only did she she accept this, but she like embraced it in a way that's like well, she wild. She, you know, she complained about there, you know, there's interview clips of her complaining about not being able to dress feminine in the first two films. So here we are. I, you know, she's a lady in this. That is for dang sure. <laughs> um, so here's my question, Roz. Mm-hmm. Look how Leia's set up. Again, every frame of painting. Like, I like that she and, like, everything about Jabba is because he can't move, we're going to make him look beautiful and still. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, like, look at Leia. It's almost, you can almost, you can understand why many toys just make the bottom half of her just molded to the base of this toy. Because, yeah. you know, she doesn't really move because it just looks so good. Right. 
Do you think that has the, uh, is that the quality of monkey lizard? Is that what you get? You get a little bit of that nook? Like just, do you think he's like a giant beanbag chair? Like that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. I think. Uh, nevertheless, you know, just like I'm, a nice heated blanket. Nevertheless, I'm, I'm taking all my friends. I'm winning here. You, you know that, right? <laughs> and again, this, this in 83, this had to been mind blowing because it's just like, the farm boys acting like this now? <laughs> Last time I saw him, he got his hand freaking cut off. <laughs> like, again, Luke is roaring into this movie as a much, much mm-hmm. more developed person. A legend, some would say. Oh, I see what you're going for there. Grabs the gun, misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then him Whoa. and uh, and Gamorrean guard, uh, number three, which I shouldn't say that. I... At, one point in my life, I knew the name of that Gamorrean guard because I know he's named because he's in uh, Tales of um, Jabba's Palace. Of like, basically, just like I try to remember his story, but it's basically like things were going to go great for him <laughs> until you know, like I'll just frame it. I don't remember the original story, but like, man, after today, finally get to retire and spend more time with my family. <laughs> All I have to do is get today's shift done, you know. Here is the oh, Rancor. Oh, boy. Now, who doesn't love the Rancor? And who doesn't love bacon? Uh, its roar, the Rancor's roar, originally came from the sound of a dachshund. Like the dog? Yeah. Recorded <laughs> it and messed with it. Yeah. that Ben Burt has just such a golden ear, the yeah. sound supervisor. of just he, he just... He... I found that, like, sound supervisor people like that, they just have recording devices on them at all times because you never know when they catch a sound and say, I could do something with that. What? I don't know. <laughs> um, but the Rancor is such an iconic design. It, it, uh, what is it? For season one, we, we did this whole scene breakdown, I think. We did, yeah. Um, uh, we might have mentioned the Gaborian card's name at that point. I don't remember. I don't remember either. We did do it at some point, though. You're absolutely right. Because we talked about the difference, like, they originally wanted it to be a guy in a suit. Yeah. And then they went to a stop-motion model. All right, just jab it like that. I don't know why. Every time I've used a toothpick, this scene plays in my head. <laughs> um, of just, like, how much, like, if you put something yeah. between the top of my jaw, bottom of my jaw, just how much that would hurt and how futile it would be to try and yeah. fish it out. You definitely don't want to try and bite down on it. No, but definitely your brain's going to try. Yeah. I'm just saying, I feel for the Rancor here. Also, further proof, no dental plan in the Java Java organization. When that thing started, it had a beautiful grade A smile. Now look. (laughs) But it can be again with monster braces. Monster braces. Run, Luke, run. Oh, the classic door behind another door. Which is good. And I love Mark Hamill just like... Basher, like, really? A door? <laughs> I just got through one of those. Maybe I should have kept my lightsaber. I also like Leia's, like, holding her neck and trying to look down. I'm like, this is the worst viewing angle for this possible. <laughs> and, you and know, the best seats, the most expensive seats aren't always the best. Left-handed. Oh. oh. It's so satisfying. So satisfying. The uh, way they just and, go from jubilation to... And I love that uh, follow-up with Java of, like... What? I lost? How did I lose? <laughs> uh, oh, Malakili. You know, Get out of my way! <laughs> Look, oh my god, he killed it. Also, this actor, 
all the props in the world. Mm-hmm. What a weird role, and he mm-hmm. really embraced it. Mm-hmm. Just went. For, I mean, at this point, everyone's seen Star Wars. Everyone's like, "Oh, I," you know. Well, no, this is but just like dumb. This he's immortalizing. He's world. just going like, "Yeah, I'm not in the greatest shape, and I'm going to be immortalized, but I'm going to bring it." I'm proud of my body. I'm proud of who I am. Uh, it's funny because I'm it, a man. You know, I can cry. Like March 1982, when this was shooting, they're like, "Oh, we'll get this big guy," and I'm like, "Man, I would love to be that small." Oh. <laughs> um. So bringing these guys up, I like like Han's got to be going like, uh, what, "What what what are we doing? What it? Hey, it's Luke. Hey, hey, Luke. What is that thing on the wall to the left of? I know. Years? It's like a." It's like a snake. It's like, a it's like Size Noodle's mouth. Yeah. Just but alone. I've never noticed that before. It's It was moving, though, a second ago. It was. I, I guess it's like a snake that sort of lives in that little sconce there. Very weird. Oh, Jabba's Palace. I mean, the whole point is like, remember the cantina scene? We're going to put that on roids. Mm-hmm. We're going to go so much further with that. On uh, second pass, I'll pass. Uh, we should have bargained. There, yep, there it's moving. In that in that shot, it's moving. The one that has 3PO in it. You know, it takes seven people to operate Jabba. Yeah, that's the, wild. Uh, so you've got the eyes, you've got one in the tail, a couple in the arms, I think one in the body, and maybe one for the head? Is that seven? Oh, there's the... I used to know. So this is a... this is These are the things from the special edition that I don't understand why... Anyone would not want them was like the Banthas there. Just the little yeah. scene extensions, just trying to make, you know, uh, I think my classic one, and I've only met like a person ever who straight up told me, I don't like that. I'm like, I mean, I respect where you're coming from. I don't understand where you're coming from, but I respect it, which was the the Cloud City windows, just uh. opening Cloud City so you can see all this stuff. And the one person I started to, they're like, eh, well, you can tell the sets weren't designed for that. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> um, but I've always thought that was the least controversial and, and things like that. Uh, the docking bay 94 when the Falcon lifts up out of it. All of that stuff is the stuff that I'm like, that's what the special edition should be doing is just sort of plussing up the world. And, mm-hmm. and, and again, throwing in the shots that you just couldn't have done at the time. Or well, Yeah, whatnot. I mean, it also helps keep it a little bit more modern for you know, new audiences and new viewers. I mean, we've talked about this before, but like when you watch a despecialized version of one of these films, yeah, it feels like a movie made in the seventies. Yeah. When you go back, you can your brain kind of edits out how much does change. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. R2 is working as a waiter. And remember what Boba Fett said, tip your waiters. <laughs> you know, a lot of these scenes were shot in Arizona. Oh, yes, I do know that because there's still people scenes. that make pilgrimage out there to find styrofoam pieces. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the big beak of the Sarlacc, the thing. Speaking of controversial choices for the special edition, I don't mind that one, but I I, I respect people who do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Does it make it more or less menacing that it's um, like an active, like the old Sarlacc without It makes the it more vor for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the old Sarlacc, it's like, if you happen to step into it, you're out of luck. Whereas this one feels like a monster that's trying to get you. I think the biggest like thing the was... the more passive nature of it. I think the reason they put it there was... I think the pit in general is still passive. 
as much as it ever was in the sense that like you have the the tentacles so we always knew even in 83 that this thing's alive and is trying to pull things in sure sure but originally it's very the venus flytrap the sort of like by the time you know you're going to get eaten by the time you realize the mouth you're inside of it right um having the beak there i think the biggest thing about it is it just reminds you of like oh no just in case you thought it was just a black hole no 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 you're going to be eaten. This thing's <laughs> well, going yeah, to slowly eat over you. a thousand years. The problem with the beak, I think, mostly is when you think about it biologically. Like, why does it need it? <laughs> like, why? No reason. It's not like it's going to chew it. Yeah. Um. No reason. And Luke's like, "Ha! Ah, have you ever seen this trick? The old flip on the springboard trick. I went to gymnastic school. Laser sword. <laughs> uh, and for the record." Luke's not doing good gun. Look at all those whiffs. These guys are falling over. They're not getting cut in half. Like, either Luke is missing on purpose just to freak him out, or Luke hasn't really mastered that sword, even though he made his new one. <laughs> well, he's still getting the feel of it, you know? Uh, first time we've ever seen a lightsaber go up against something other than a lightsaber. That's I guess true. other than the training room. There's Boba Fett with his rocket pack, which works. And... His sawed-off blaster getting even more sawed-off. <laughs> uh, whip cord. All right, good, good effort, Boba. Good effort. What do you? What else you got? Oh no, nope, he blocked that. Oh jeez. Oh no. And now Boba Fett's. You know what Boba Fett should be doing? You know he he had this thing. He's all about you know tipping the workers. You know blue collar man just trying to make his way in the galaxy. <laughs> Boba Fett, let it go. There's no bounty on Luke Skywalker right now worth this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. Well, yeah, but Luke's and messing then, up his vacation. Bonk. Oh, here it is. Oh, here, there he goes. He's rolling. Oh, and Boba Fett's gone. Into the mouth with a burp. Oh, Boba Fett's gone. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm one of the weirdos who, like, yes, in Legends, I always believe that he didn't die. But I was okay with him dying when we washed all of the EU away. I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. He's a really cool character up to that fight. I'm fine with it. Um. But after Darth Maul came back, that's when I was all back on the, like, no, Boba Fett has a, he's wearing Mandalorian iron. There's a chance he could survive. Darth Maul's dead, and we brought him back anyway, so screw it. Uh, and here, Leia Earning straight up cold Slayer. murders this man. Yep, for like, sure. For cold-blooded. Sure. Ice cold. Like, she has reasons to want him dead, sure. <laughs> but she's just like, all right, I need to get out of here. Here's a chain. You know, before I leave. <laughs> Take advantage of this opportunity. Well, it's not like Jabba's going to pull on the chain and be able to keep her there. Like, he doesn't have any arm strength. You see those little wobbles? And Luke oh, is going like... Shot. Yeah, just crawling oh. up the side. And Lando having... Really wondering why he's here. And you know what he's really thinking? Lando's thinking like, wearing this costume. You know, this was in here when I owned the Falcon. When's the last... Am I the last person who, like, pulled this out of the closet? Has also, dusted? I used to have a closet on this ship. <laughs> and in the last movie, I'm having to borrow Han's clothes because he doesn't keep anything nice on this ship. I love that Luke's lightsaber fighting here is still very swashbuckling. Yes. You know, still very classic, just like taking big swings with the sword. And, um, you know, we'll get to see him use it later, obviously, in a in a hand-to-hand sword fight. But... There is something really, really fun about just, oh, going up against normal guys. When this scene was happening, Anthony Daniels had a panic attack and they had to get him out of the suit. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Um, also, the sail barge is a really pretty set, considering the fact that, like, only two actors of the main cast get to hang out on it for all of, like, four minutes. Mm-hmm. And Leia, not not done being a bamf. <laughs> um, uh, oh, into the starlight. No, I mean, it's the other side of the ship, I'm assuming. <laughs> all right, uh, let's swing. Remember when we swung to safety? I'm not going to be Star Wars without some swinging. All right, let's go. That's what the sequel trilogy didn't have enough of swinging. Yeah, what swings are happening in that? Because you get in, uh, you get obviously, you know, on the Death Star, and then you get some swinging on um, Dagobah with Dagobah. Luke and Yoda. Each movie features some yeah. swinging. Yeah. Ray doesn't. Does Ray swing? Though, does Ray swing while she's crawling through the Star Destroyer? I think she does at least on the obstacle course in Rise. I think. Mm, I think there's a swing there. Yeah. But let's also yeah. be honest. Maybe swinging was overdone because uh, the last Indiana Jones film too much swinging. Entirely there too much swinging. There was a good bit of swinging. Uh, again, too much. A little too much swinging. Mm, All right, like here we go. We're leaving, leaving, and we're splitting up again. Remember, Empire. We're doing that again. <laughs> All right, hurry, because, like, there's actually a meeting time on Solace. Like, don't be late. I'm vouching for you. So you know what's weird about this? Something you would never think of until you say it out loud. Oh, real quick, I just want to say, first appearances of Arabesher in this movie. We saw it in the very opening scene. We see it with R2 here. Um, unfortunately, this is before it becomes Arabesh. These are the glyphs that Arabesh is built out of, but they're nonsense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so anyone who tells you, like, oh, I can read that, you can't. It's not until episode one, Arabesh is readable. Oh, I guess the special editions is actually when it becomes legit. But anyway, you were saying. Um, you know, we hear Han there talking to Luke, but we never see him in the cockpit of the Falcon in this movie. Oh, really? Hmm. That's the only I time guess he's in the Falcon. That's the only, that's the only yeah. time he's in the story in the cockpit. Yeah. Also, love this. Not only do they have the map painting with all of these soldiers, but you also have the ships in the background. I love the fact that essentially what we're not seeing here but implied is... Full colors, full military parade because the commander in chief of your entire, you know, uh, nation, if you will, you know, your entire, the emperor is coming. Mm-hmm. Roll out the red carpet, which they didn't. First failure. <laughs> I, w- I don't think he'd like a carpet. I think it would be too slippery. No, you, well, I don't know. His his office really plush when he was the chancellor, so. Mm, that's true. He that liked that crushed velvet. Ago, though. Um, but. Man, here we go. The Emperor. What? I'm going to pull the volume up a little bit here. <laughs> what a great performance. Yes, my I like, uh, I like Jordi is just like, look straight forward. Don't think anything. Don't do anything. One foot in front of the fronter. You know, I don't, I don't want to make him mad. I don't want to make him happy. I don't want to make him anything. <laughs> Ian McDermott, only seven years older than Mark Hamill. Thank goodness, because, I mean, here's the thing. Well, I mean, actually, first off, is that true? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I I could believe that, because, I mean, he's baked up here. Sure. But, like, that is one of the... Also, if you're one of the troops, he's like, did he just cackle? Are we on the wrong side? I think we're playing for the wrong team. No, 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 no. They're all people who also cackle. Well, admittedly, on the Death Star 2, the Ambers the personally selected troops. They probably are. They're, they're cackling. Yeah. But um But I think the thing about him being young is younger is 
that makes a lot of sense because the best part about it is he was the most beautiful continuity between the prequels and the seat and the original is the fact of like now he's aged up to be age appropriate for the senator and he looks especially as like senator palpatine he looks like a young ambitious politician it's yep. i mean younger you know oh i got you. uh statesman and it's so good. And then when they put him in the makeup in three, he's just back to a cackling psychopath and he <laughs> knocks it out of the park there too. And Luke's back of like, so I built a new lightsaber. So I'm a Jedi, right? Like that counts. Uh, can I help you with anything? You seem like you're dying. I am dying. Oh, well, that's I'm glad I came back when I did then. going to stop for those burgers, but R2 said I should push forward. I'm glad I listened. <laughs> Now, this scene was only added here. We only ended up back on Dagobah mm-hmm. so that he could confirm that Vader is Luke's father. Right, because there was a lot of talk in the intermittent years of, like, that's just a ruse. He's just messing with him. Doesn't make any sense. Well, again, we, we talked about this a little more after, like, Last Jedi came out. Like, Empire was controversial in the fandom in a way that, like, obviously doesn't ring today because we didn't have social media to keep the fires of hate going. Um, but... Yeah, there's a lot of speculation that, like, that doesn't make sense. Plot hole. And, and and hey, you know what? They really haven't given the information to support it until these scenes. I love that Yoda's literally in the middle of dying. And as soon as Luke goes, I am a Jedi. Yoda's like, oh, hold on there, buckaroo. No. Um, literally stops dying enough to laugh at him. You must confront Vader. Only then a Jedi will be. It's in the books. I, I looked at... See that... There's a pile of Jake, sacred Jedi texts on this place called Octu. They they know what's up. <laughs> well, remember, the big lesson from episode nine is confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. In case you didn't get that in the last eight movies. That's the lesson now. We're Partially. Say, say it out loud. Um, also, Yoda... I'm not going to lie. I know it's a movie, but like, look how lit your face is. Maybe that's why you're having to turn away and you're having trouble sleeping. You got the light right over your face. <laughs> your father, he is, I guess. I'm sure that makes it harder, but kill him anyway. <laughs> Actually, Yoda very specifically says, confront your father. He doesn't, he thinks he has to die. Like, I don't think, I don't think there's any illusions that Yoda and Obi-Wan still think the only way out of this is for one of the Skywalker kills kids to kill their dad. Oh, for sure. Unfortunate that I know the truth. No, unfortunate that you still got to go do much bidding and kill him. <laughs> Rush to face him. Also, I think you just see how clever and useful this puppet is. Like just, it works. Like, I mean, he's flopping over the ears, just folding because it's a piece of latex, right? But, like, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it still feels... It's amazing how the puppeteers can make it feel alive when you know it's super-duper not. Yeah. And I just think that this performance is even harder to nail with all the more, much more subtle eye movements and, you know... It works. It really works. It does. It's a scene that I'm glad is in here. Once uh, you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Just saying canon. G-level, all the way, Disney. Just saying. No, that the whole point is that he's wrong. <laughs> That's the whole point of this movie, is that Yoda and Obi-Wan are wrong. Is that the dark side is not the end-all be-all. Well, in the canon of Star Wars, I haven't seen anyone go down the dark path who doesn't result in them dying as a result of that. 
that doesn't mean that all of their use is gone. They can still do good in their life. No one's completely so irredeemable. They're de- exactly. So their destiny is not dominated. I would argue destiny is is easily interpreted as their corporeal forms cannot continue down that path. Your body, once you go dark, you your soul can be saved, but your life destiny cannot. Destiny is so much bigger than your physical body. When you can literally go on to an afterlife in this universe. Well, there is no afterlife. There is Yoda, Obi-Wan, and a handful of other people come back as ghosts because of a very special technique. Yes. Most of us go to the nether realm of the yes. of the Force. We just go back into yes. the primordial soup of souls. Yes. I'm just saying <laughs> that's one of the most important canons of Star Wars to me. Yeah. And Mac I really doesn't like redemption that. stories. Is what No, I like to. redemption stories. What I don't like is I redeemed myself and now I'm a cool anti-hero dark Jedi. I could be dark side and light side. I hate Cade Skywalker from the legacy comics. <laughs> that's who I hate. I'm a Jedi, but I'm a fallen Jedi who's also into Destix, who's also a bounty hunter, but also is Luke's kid, grandson. And I'm just so... I'm, I'm so angsty, but also reluctant, but I'm also confident, but also worried. Ugh. Uh, I'm not a fan of this gray Jedi silliness. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. But anyway, Yoda's gone, so he's learned that Force technique to turn himself into a ghost. He'll be back later. Uh, and then... Luke, who found the landing pad here on Dagobah, finally figured a good place to land. Uh, but apparently it didn't do too well, considering R2 is repairing something. I mean, he could be optimizing, but my guess is Luke broke something, because I assume landing here is just as troublesome as it was in Empire. Uh, you know, I mean, it could be. I, I just think he lands because he has the Force now. He can see through the fog to kind of navigate because his scopes are dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. Hey, what's going on? You know, the funny thing about it is you'd think you'd... Uh, have all this time but like some you know end up on a swamp planet an ice planet death star after life the best retirement yeah not the retirement i planned on um especially and here and here is i this i think is fairly and arguably one of the most important lessons of star wars the good man who was your father was destroyed everything you think about is going to be your point of view i think that is so important. And I thought it was so silly when I was like seven. <laughs> I'm like, you just lied. His dad's the robot man. You were lying, Obi-Wan. And like as an adult, I'm like, no, if my best friend killed his own wife, fought me on a mu- on a month, you know, a freaking lava planet. When I cut three of his limbs off, still just screamed as he's on fire. He hates me. Yeah, I'm just going to block that memory. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you know, that dude's dead. He was dead before that. <laughs> before he killed the younglings already gone <laughs> he's more machine than man twisted and evil not to mention beyond his warranty I guess he says only face Vader I can't kill my own father I guess the Jedi don't literally say he has to kill him they're just implying it heavily <laughs> It's very much, yeah, it's very much more of an implication thing. I mean, obviously, Luke is the one who says kill. Um, I don't, you know, when it comes to the Jedi, I think this is just more of the same of to Obi-Wan, to Yoda. They have to kill him. There's no other option. Luke has right. to go and he has to be the one to defeat the dark side. But they see that as striking him down with his laser sword. Well, as you mentioned, uh, 
counterpointing me. Uh, you know, it's a very valid interpretation and maybe the canon one, I don't know, uh, that like the whole point is the Jedi don't believe the dark side is malleable. Once you go there, the o- destruction is the only thing left for you. Either you destroy things or you are destroyed. Um, So it makes sense that they just don't have kind of a space in their worldview for um, that kind of literal redemption. Especially for Luke also did not see his dad kill a bunch of younglings and choke out his his mom. Like, so Luke definitely does have more innocent eyes to, to seek the good in their father that Yoda and Obi-Wan do not. Obi-Wan and Yoda's perspective is no dude, your, your dad's bad. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's the lesson, right? Right. Is totally. That, totally. I mean, that, that's the, that's the failure. whole idea. It's all about their failure to see another path. Man, Lando really gets a glow up here. Well, you know why? Military cape. <laughs> look at that cape. Ugh. And, and, and look, look, this isn't those side capes he's been into. That is a full-blown regal cape. <laughs> and here's my Mothma. The only second female-speaking character in all of the original trilogy. That's depressing. Yep. Well, yep. wait, what about Sice Noodles? She was on screen before? Mm, yeah, okay, but not in the original trilogy. Not in the original. No, in, in the no, she's, she's sung. Yeah, but she doesn't talk. She sings. Ah, speaking lines. Okay. Things that have to do with Let, anything. I'll put I'll put it on the page for you. Yeah. Second SAG actor to get credit in this as a woman in these films. Yeah. <laughs> um that is that is soul crushing. <laughs> that is so bad. It for is the record, sad, right? All those all those people complain about how many women are in the sequel trilogy of like, we're just trying to get to balance, kids. Like <laughs> woof. Just woof. Also, she's great. Admiral Akbar. Uh, I think we've talked about some of this scene before. Like, this was also fascinating to me as a kid because, again, a we're in space, and I'd rather be in a spaceship than any of these forests and deserts. Um, and this scene is important to me because while it is an amp up right of the briefing scene from uh, New Hope, this is the first time I think in the original trilogy you go, "Oh, the Rebels have it together. They're a real military." They are a real organization that's actually capable of fighting the Empire. You know, when we see them in New Hope, it's it's a miracle there's any amount of them there. When you see them in Hoth, yes, this is a functional base. We definitely get that the Empire is grow, the rebellion's grown, but they're hiding, right? This feels like a group of people that can lead a military strike against the Empire. Yeah, I mean, we see throughout the trilogy, they're slowly increasing in size and number, and... Um, you know, when we when we get to them on Hoth, they've already grown significantly from where they were at the end of the Battle of Yavin. So it's just, you know, kind of a constant, steady build that, I mean, makes sense and fits in universe. Oh, it's great. I also love this. <laughs> Who's the idiot that got signed up for that? Well, funny thing. <laughs> and I'm here, too. And everyone's, like, hugging and, and people are like, well, good to see you, Commander Skywalker. Uh, I'm with the briefing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the literally just ends it. Mm, class. Like that guy's just leaving. He's like, "Well, if Luke's here, I guess <laughs> I was gonna volunteer, but I guess." Uh, oh, look! Another at great map painting. She's beautiful. All these big, big hangers. And there's the actual shuttle Teddy room. 
Oh, I love Lando's outfit. I love it so much. It's so boring, but I love it. Here we're talking about Han's truest sacrifice. To sacrifice the woman he loves most in the universe. <laughs> Back to its rightful owner. Man. I'm sorry, he won it fair and square, but it's it original. It's so big there. The ship just looks huge. I got your promise. Not a scratch. Would you get going, your <laughs> I also oh, like the fact of, like, in reverse now, not a scratch. Buddy, you have no room to talk. It looks like <laughs> that because of you. But you can see that Han Solo is one of those people, like his room or his desk is an absolute mess, and someone says, let's clean this up. He's like, no, everything's where I know where it is. Just leave it there. It works. Don't touch my valuables. <laughs> just stop moving stuff around. I got it just the way I like it. I got the knobs tuned right where I need them. <laughs> um, I will look, in this scene, you can see Carrie's drug nail. Wait, what? You can see her cocaine nail, how one is so much longer than the rest. Look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... Is that legit? Yeah. That's not fun trivia. Sure it is. That's not fun. I mean, sure I'm, it is. No. <laughs> no. It's she was inter- just in Jabba's hold palace. Hold on. You gotta hold, do it to fit on. in. It's interesting, but... <laughs> rephrase that. You've already said it. That's Carrie's coke nail. We are not implying that Princess Leia is a spice head here. Well, we don't know what happened in the palace. I... You gotta do a lot to survive being licked by Jabba. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, You're the one who wanted to go more of a Rift Tracks route. So. Oh, man. I'm not going to lie, though. Now that I <laughs> I can't unseen that, I don't want to know that. <laughs> I didn't want to know that. Too many times I've seen that and not thought about that. Well, now it's in there, buddy. Forever uh, and ever. So here's a weird thing about architecture, right? Uh, we just saw the long shot here of the Emperor's Throne roll, ro- Room up here on, like, the North Pole. And... There's these stands, right? These consoles that are kind of fluting up and then out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Later in the movie, we're going to watch and see if I'm correct remembering this. They flute down, too. Like, below the deck plating, they just are the same thing upside down. Because Luke's, like, sneaking around down there, and they're pretty much the same thing. I'm like, what purpose could these things possibly serve? I mean, they're command modules, right? They're like computer terminals. That's what I would interpret, like their security consoles. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know if they are. Listen, the Death Star never operates at 100% occupancy. That's We're true. We're always seeing it on a lower crew. The that That's true. Oh, look at that destroyer. What an amazing idea for a ship. Well, and I love the continuity of just how prominent the Executor actually is, you know, in mm-hmm. this film. And again, I love it flanked with two Imperial two Star Destroyers just to remind you of like, no, no, this is mind-bogglingly big. Yeah. It's like, why do they even need a Death Star if they have these things? Well, because they only have like, what, four of these things at this time? <laughs> God, they're so cool. If Lego ever I'm does another think, one of those, man. I'm trying to think if any of the other ones are... That might be the only one, though, I think the only Star Dreadnought, because I'm like, I don't know if there's anything that's actually like canon for, for the Imperials. I mean, we know gotcha. that the First Order has right. Dreadnoughts, but... Um, because famously one of the big ones was the Eclipse, mm-hmm. the one that had the uh, gravity well generator in it. Oh, look at! I love this little. Give me the eighties were right. Glowing wireframe things are cool, <laughs> and they should not be trapped in the eighties. They're just generically cool. 
Also, Piet, another guy who surprisingly doesn't die at Vader's hand again. Yeah. But also still dies here in another, the Battle of Endor. Another good force choke it would have been. Yeah. And I like how immediately Luke is using the force in ways we haven't really seen. I mean, at the end of Je- at the end of Empire, we see them communicate, you know, through the force. <laughs> also, I got like, should I hold them? G- give me something here, Lord Vader. I don't you just you I, you're like a million miles away. I don't know. <laughs> And I also love coming up on the detail of the Star Destroyer, which also, for the record, why would you do this? This seems like a terrible way to fly. <laughs> I don't think this flying casual is like buzzing the tower. <laughs> Stay on your present course. See, we're all good. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean the line's still open? <laughs> and Luke's really realizing that, like, as a beacon of the force, maybe he's not the best asset here. But I also, I, I love, one thing you see consistently in this movie is there's always something out the windows. It's not just I generic I really like fields. it when our bad guy turns and talks to pipes instead. Uh, well, he's basically talking to plastisteel, pl- transparent steel there, so it's not exactly. <laughs> I guess he wasn't having a full conversation. Yeah, that though. was more just uh, tone. All right, and now here we are in Northern California. Which... You know, the funny thing about it is you got to wonder, like, this is such a beautiful, iconic thing with all these, you know, the giant trees and all this kind of good stuff. What a beautiful, dense, like, way to do a forest, because this isn't even like a fantasy forest. This is such a specifically crazy place that only exists in a handful of pockets of Earth. Mm -hmm. Love it. But it's also like George Lucas's backyard. (laughs) Like, you know... This was this is a really short trip for the group from Lucas. Like, like the guys doing dailies for this could just run them down to the ranch after work. Like, it's <laughs> it's not that far away. Well, you've been right. You've been to one of the redwood forest preserves. I, I have. I've been to Muir Woods. It's not where they shot, but it's the same style terrain. Yeah. Um. And I've been very close when I ran, went to Rancho Obi Wan. Very close <laughs> to where this actually was. But yeah. Also, I, I love that this is what makes Han Solo lovable. And and, and it's one of these, the criticisms of, of Solo that I was always getting confused by. Like, well, he keeps screwing up. Have you met Han Solo? <laughs> He's this person who sneak up on a scout trooper and snaps on a twig. Something totally out of the control for the most part. And just his OS look of just like, ah, nut bunnies. <laughs> all right. Here we go to basically the best thing in all of Star Wars. The hey, wait. Place. Oh, get off me. Judo chop. <laughs> when did Han learn to do that? You think that Han trained. I think Han just like, there's a hand. Uh, I'll do a flip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, we know the speeder bikes here. Classically, these were shot with cameramen walking through the forest, recording at one frame a second. And then everything was sped up to 24 frames a second to make it seem like it's going extremely fast. Right. So so essentially what we're doing is we're, we're watching a movie at like equivalently you know 20 to 50 percent speed like everything's sped up by a factor of 20 to 50 um which makes it look pretty quick ow (laughs) i love that was just the thunk like now i think about it i don't know how they filmed that that's 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 really good did they just like catapult a guy out of of a uh, like slingshot at that tree like (laughs) 
Probably. Probably um, through like a dummy in a suit of armor. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm hoping it's not a person, but like that thwunk on that tree is just very <laughs> satisfying. And realistically, with the plasticeel armor, he might have survived. The rest of his friends are super going yeah. to die, and in ways that like fireballs, like that. I love watching Luke pilot the speeder bike. Absolutely. You know, we needed speeder bikes like this in the sequel trilogy because I just want to see this now with CGI and, you know, full-on modern special effects. This would look amazing. Um, well, especially... Well, would it? I think so. Hold on. I just want to say... looks good. These sounds... Oh, I love these sounds. And, like... Also, love Carrie Fisher. I'm sorry, Princess Leia here. Three-dimensional space, we have that. <laughs> uh, oh, and then no, he's got out. his blaster, which means he can fire aside. Also love that little pocket blaster. Oh, there. it's such a cool design. Uh, and then Leia somehow survives that. And he's like, ha-ha, I got, oh, crap. <laughs> Never take your eyes off the road. What are you doing? He's probably someone who texts. <laughs> Um, luckily not a problem with that. We don't really have a lot of, uh, accidents from texting from, uh, people on motorcycle texting while they drive. <laughs> Thank God. Um, well, the one thing that we were worried about if they would do now is one of the things I think that makes this so effective is the fact that a bunch of camera guys spent weeks in the woods walking around with cameras and something tells me we wouldn't do that. And I think that there's something important about this being done optically, um, that I, I don't know if doing it with um, CGI and stuff, you could do it much easier, but I don't know if it would be as authentic. And they'd also speed it up so it would be ridiculously fast. Like, beyond what... Like, this all feels like really, really, really fast motorcycles. It doesn't feel like pod racing where it's, like, almost impossibly fast. Yeah, you couldn't go much faster than this and still make it feel realistic. And there are definitely first-person scenes where I think it is served well. But when you get into, like, the swooping around trees and stuff, I think some of that would have looked really, really cool in modern. Oh, sure, sure. The movements you could do, because you are not confined to footage done by guys with a backpack in the woods. And I do love this poncho here. I love um, also that, like, the guys just coming out of the woods that are well camouflaged, like, yeah. they had a perimeter around him. Like, again, the the Rebellion feels so much more like a functional army in this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. And this, this feels like the, you know, um, the Navy SEALs that it should be of the Rebellion going on this counter-op. When I was a kid, the Rebel Troopers and the Hoth Trooper action figures mm. were some of the absolute coolest toys, I thought. Just that backpack look and that helmet. Absolutely love it. Look at this little fuzzball. Now, of course, everyone knows this was originally supposed to be Kenny Baker in Poop Blue's costume. Mm-hmm. But he was sick with food poisoning, so here we are with uh, 11-year-old Warwick Davis. Getting a career. Right here. Right yeah. now. And he does a great job for, especially for an eleven-year-old. Jesus! Oh, he does great. And 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 again, I I wasn't give credit. While the puppetry is a huge part of this, there's a lot of good pantomiming for an eleven-year-old. Oh, yeah. All right, so we've got the blinking Ewok eyes, which we know were not added until the special editions. Freaky. Uh, I don't mind it. They always had eyelids; they mm-hmm. just didn't move. Mm-hmm. I think that makes them feel alive. Um, 
And I love, like, I love Leia is just like, yeah, no, I'm scared of you, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's so terrible. I mean, look, you got a rock on the end of a stick there. I mean, sheesh. How could I fight that? <laughs> <laughs> and she still has her blaster strapped to her waist. Here, look, I've got um, whatever this is. <laughs> Llama spread. Yeah, this is whatever. Eat it. <laughs> and here's my question. Is that like the same like vanilla wafers that like are in the ration pack that Luke had in Empire? Like This looks more rice cakey. You think Quaker Oats is in the galaxy far, yeah, far away with their rice cake? See, it doesn't look like styrofoam, like it's gonna break off in pieces. Holy crap, you took off your head! <gasps> <laughs> okay, part of your head. Still freaky. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, you have a hat too. And he's like, no, this is my skin. <laughs> Listen, don't go getting all existential on him here, okay? It's hard enough. If he's a child. He just dropped. Sorry for dropping half of your head. <laughs> you know, the other thing about her that I didn't realize is she's got those like crown braids. Yeah. Which look great. They do. They look great. They're they're a functional but also still regal like little nod, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and feels but, like an evolution of the episode four hairstyle. But at the same time, I would assume that would freak the Ewok out even more because her helmet and her head do look more similar than it normally would. <laughs> you know, she does kind of have that yeah. ridge around the crown for sure. For sure. And you know, it's a stupid thing, and maybe it's just because this is the first movie ever. Like. I think everyone's hair game in this movie is the best it is in the entire franchise. I completely agree. I think Ray, her hair looks great. Luke's hair looks yep. great. Yep. Chewie, best hair of his life. Oh, yeah. Ha ha, we've got him. Look at us. Scout trooping. Trooping like scouts. What the heck? Leia's really lucky that when that trooper got stabbed in the leg, she didn't get shot. Yeah. Like out of instinct. Well, you know, here's the thing. These are the Emperor's best troops, so he probably has the safety on. <laughs> because Aw, good job, Wicket. You're so helpful. Yeah, see, what this is, this is an important point of foreshadowing. Uh, it's letting you know that sticks and stones may break your bones, but they can totally take out stormtroopers. Because, uh, again, he just thwacks it with a spear, and then Leia bashes him with a log, and... That's I don't it. know what's in those trees, but it's got to be more than in our trees. <laughs> Listen, concussions can still happen when you're wearing a helmet. No, I'm saying like maybe the trees like automatically cause more force to go through the liquid of your brain <laughs> and like everyone gets concussed way more often. Okay, so these are the fluted things I'm talking about. Yep, yep. Just remember these because like I said, I think they're upside down later in the movie. Um, But look at that window. Who didn't want that window in their house? And right to the left of that, there's a really cool vault with tons of cool artifacts in it. Which we didn't know about. What? But actually, let's be honest. That's fine. There's plenty. We're, we're seeing like one-fifth of this set. <laughs> like, this room is enormous. And this Death Star is like something like, what, 400 and some percent bigger than the first one? Like yeah. Like some insane amount? Well, because I don't want to say in canon, but like... I think the understanding is this is the production model, the DS1 we saw in um in New Hope was the prototype. Mm. This is they were probably supposed to be building like six of these as, you know, cuz one Death Star wouldn't be enough to contain the entire galaxy. They'd have to have a quote-unquote fleet of them. 
And so my guess is where that was a moon, this is planetoid sized. I mean, I love it. I love it. Give me bigger Death Stars. Give me more, more, more. But do you know how many gazillion times bigger Starkiller Base is? <laughs> that always bogged me. It, it just bothered me because, like, just show the other Death Star. Because Starkiller Base is impressive, but not as impressive when you put the intermediate step between <laughs> the Death Star. And also, no one in this briefing room other than, like, who? Who? Wedge. Wedge is the only guy who's like, well, I was at the first Death Star. All you new kids, you don't remember that, but you might have been at Endor. Most of you were probably at Endor. I'm just saying your PowerPoint isn't using the best point of reference for the audience. Han's just having a bad day. He just wants to die and get out of here. Uh, I mean, Harrison definitely wants him to die and go away. God, I love that trench coat. You don't see a lot of people cosplaying Endor Han. Which seems like a really comfortable costume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And could hide so many flaws of the rest of your costume. <laughs> well, like, for instance, you go to a cosplay where you can't really have the blaster. Great. You don't need to see it. It's under that trench coat. Oh, boy. No, wait. And I love, like, it doesn't really make sense, but I love how all the limbs are just sticking out through the cargo yeah. net. Like... I don't think they were standing in a position to make that all work. And then Han and his face here and we'll figure a way out of it. This is a great moment. I think is echoed in episode three. Cause this is very much the we're smarter than this. Yeah. How did this happen? Well, I, I mean, I do like it, you know, taking the prequels out of it, even though I do agree with you on that. Is this very much is just showing that our heroes are not perfect. They still can fall for the simplest of traps. Yeah. The, you know, even though Luke they're goofballs, they're relatable goofballs. They're not, you know, they're not perfect by any measure. Yeah. And and to be honest, in the tradition of the things that they're referencing, you know, the Saturday morning serials and stuff like that, the whole point is the fact of like, you know, it's more about the trouble they get into and out of than it is to avoid getting into trouble. Oh, yeah. And Han's like, what's with this teddy bear picnic? Did we step into the woozles? Like, <laughs> they're so fierce. So fierce. <laughs> oh, they actually plan on using the spheres? I thought those were just for effect. <laughs> no, we got to take them back. Hey, I will shoot the... F- no, d- don't shoot them. That will be too effective, Han. <laughs> Look at them. Yeah, they I'm can't hurt sure you. If he shot like one of them. They, <laughs> they run, run away, away saying the yeah. dark, the demons of air and fire have come yeah. and killed... <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> a golden idol you know what maybe all the crazy uh preppers are right maybe gold is just a universal thing of value <laughs> i do love this moment though i'm sorry i'm not synced with the music right now but i'm assuming that's what they're coming that's this is drilled into my head Oh, look, look, maximum lopsided grin there for Han, like maximum. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's take him back to the village. An Ewok would make a really good friend. Do you understand what they're saying? Master Luke, this is kind of my thing. (laughs) What part of six million forms of communication? Yes, I've never met an Ewok, but I can use a few languages and interpret. (laughs) They think I'm a god. I, I could figure that out, 3PO. 
get us out of here. Han is at maximum smarm during this whole movie. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> it's against my programming to impersonate a deity. And like, I like Luke's like laughing at that and like Han's super pissed off. Yeah. Um, just wants to get out of this situation. He just, all right, all right, fine. My mistake. He's an old friend of mine. But I like Luke's just bemused. Like, even when he's tied to the stick, he's like, this is funny. This is, man, we're going to be laughing about this weeks from now. They look more swinging. Ugh. The Also, it implies they're going to swing these guys <laughs> tied to sticks. That's what's implied right there. That's just the shortcut. There's a longer way. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they just formed a rope bridge or something. (laughs) I think it heavily implies they somehow got that throne. Also, how long did it take them to lash a throne together? I'm assuming they didn't have that around. They're quick workers and there's a lot of them. Also, as fun as this scene is, I have to imagine being tied up like that would be horrible. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. Even to acting for it, which, you know, they're probably just kind of holding on to a piece of rope, not actually being. (laughs) Oh, there's the little baby Ewok. It's a baby Ewok. And you can tell this guy is like a chief or something. Look at that headdress. Nobody else is running around with that, I don't know, pterodactyl skull or whatever that is. (laughs) I'm sure if you watch the on Disney plus vintage series. I'm sure they have bird creatures. You could imply or that bird creature. Now that's the type of canon knowledge I want. What's that? What bird creature is that from? Oh, I'm I'm sure it's been identified. (laughs) So, wow. So who's your tailor? And also brave changing in front of the teddy bears. (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't think they have, they're a modest species considering the majority of them are, you know, barely clothed. But seriously, who's your tailor? Who's the person who wants to make a nice on-point dress out of, I don't know, gork skin or whatever that is? Maybe Leia's got just some mad sewing skills. I could just see her like, no, that's not how you make a dress. No, no, give me your sewing machine. I'm going to do this. All right, back to uh, getting the wood. Also, Ewoks, just in case you don't, if you can't tell by all the other context clues, um, carnivores, super duper carnivores. Well, you gotta have protein. Well, I'm just saying like, not only are they ready to eat human, but like lots of bone and skulls, like they eat Mm -hmm. pe eat things. Boom. All right. I'm going to add a little sound for those (laughs) who want to sink. You know, for something that's against your program, you still tried. Like, oh boy oh run away so, so what do you think Zack Snyder's take on this scene would be how many explosions do you think he would need to show for his power because lifting the chair that doesn't do it in 2021 no 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 slow motion he's got to at least call down lightning and smote one of them to prove his power slow motion that's what it would be oh you're right you're slow right you're right Uh, we're back. We're all good. We're all good. Uh, let, let them go. Otherwise, he's going to fly around the room. I mean, I don't know what he's going to do, but it's probably bad. They, they're they not going to like it. That's for sure. I like R2's like, yeah, no, you let me down. But you know what? Screw y'all. <laughs> <laughs> A great R2 moment. Ah, look, they're finally reunited. Uh, 
and and he's like, I like this dress. So did myself. <laughs> Our three heroes are back together again, again, again. Luke always coming and getting in the middle of everything. Well, that's because, let's be honest, he doesn't know it yet. Or he hasn't admitted it yet. But he knows kind of who Leia might be in his mm-hmm. life. And so he's just like, all right, hon, let's keep some distance. Okay, that's my sister you're touching up there, okay? I mean, you're one of my best friends, but I also know you're a scoundrel and you're going to treat my sister nice, okay? There's a little bit of, you know, uh, big bro energy. I mean, he was born at least like 12 seconds before Leia. After your whole wife showed up thing, I can't trust anything Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) Speaking of having to pick things that you like about Legends or not, or in this case current disney canon <laughs> it's a it's a sham marriage it's not real love not like this also okay we're going to bring up the audio again prematurely because remember the first movie where he said he's not much of a storyteller must have picked up some extra programming and apps on the way here. His mind getting erased so often, how is he supposed to know if he's a storyteller or not? This is such a great scene. It is. I, I think mostly the thing I love about it is I love the fact we don't know how they're interpreting all this. I love the fact that it's just like when you hear a foreign conversation, they're like, and then Millennium Falcon, you're like, ah, ah, I know that word. <laughs> um, all right. Um, they sound awesome. So uh, yeah, no, get them members only jackets. They're it's part of the tribe. What I've always wanted. Oh, I love it. And they are members of the tribe. It's such a great moment. Looks like I can't, I can't be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's feeling some pangs of something but no he's just like no 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 i can't join the teddy bears that's no do you see how black and like emo i am right now i can't deal with no there's too much going on they're all squeaking happy oh it's such a great haunt scene <laughs> this is one of the more indiana jones <laughs> moments i think for han here don't take all day. <laughs> Luke, what's wrong? You're going to end up with Han, aren't you? He's a scoundrel. You know that. I know him. He's my friend. <gasps> uh, look at that haircut line. Yeah. Like I said, hair. Hair game on point in this movie. <laughs> and this is one of the few parts of the OT that is awkward. Sure. Leia is hooked up to the force. Maybe that's how she can have an impression of her mother who died burying her. (laughs) Either that or, well, it's just the line sits weird because she talks about her mother being sad and like, yes, we can maybe get a force impression there. But the other half of it is like, she's obviously not talking about her non-biological mom who she knew really, really well. Am I making this up in my head? Isn't it? in episode three that when Luke is born, his eyes are closed. And when Leia is born, her eyes are open. And so they say that that has to do with this scene. Yeah. Well, like I said, was made when you consider who hooked up into the force, it's not impossible for me to believe that he, she actually has an empathetic impression of her mom yeah. from birth, but it 
let's be honest, we are repairing the work here because I think when Lucas wrote these lines through Kasdan and was talking about this, I think Luke and Leia spent their like first three years with their parents or something like that. You know, I don't think it was supposed to be taken away the instant they're born. Yeah. But when you look at how they did the downfall of Vader, you're like, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, oof. Because, like, the last thing you want to do is, like, Padme to be a single mom on the run for three years and then get killed by a goon squad of the Empire. That's, ooh, you don't want that. <laughs> that would give the Bad Batch a whole new meaning. Oh. I don't have any impressions of my mother because I wasn't looking, you know. <laughs> or I was also, you know, four minutes old. <laughs> what about your dad? I just met him at the end of the last movie. And you know what? He cut my hand off. But he's not all bad. Follow me on this. Somehow I... I've always known. Yeah, see? You can actually... Wait, wait, always known. Like, even back on Hoth? Um... I, I just want you to know I'm, I'm not... I'm not... You're a great person, Leia. I just need you to know that. And I love you as a sister. <laughs> You know what? I'm cool. You should go marry Han. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a good man. I felt it in him. I'm like, Luke, I've read the report on the war crimes of Darth Vader. I I trust you, but there's some literature you should read. <laughs> Don't you remember when he tortured me on that Death Star? I do. <laughs> also, he cut off your flipping hand. <laughs> I got better. You what? So, uh, yeah, we're part of the tribe. Members only jackets and everything. They're going to get us some cake. Did you, um, oh, uh, did you, Luke, uh, have a, have a thing? C come on. It's, it's me. Y'all pound Han. You can tell Luke. Oh, I see how it is. We're back at Hoth, huh? Oh. <laughs> Hey, listen, lady, I didn't smooch you while you were working on that part of the Falcon because I thought it was nifty. I did it because I like like you. <laughs> but look at me. I'm the bigger character. I get it. <laughs> I just want to go live in this village for a day. I just want to walk around on those Hold walkways. <laughs> uh, also, I'm sorry. Hold me. Getting real mixed signals here. Are we Are we what those internet kids call a truple? Is that what we are? Because, <laughs> like, I'm not into Luke that way. I mean, nothing there's anything wrong with that, but, like, I'm a, I'm a straight flyer, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I had this thing for this girl named Kira. Um, Much like my wife, I shouldn't mention that to Leia. <laughs> and that blew my mind when I was a little kid. I love this scene because, oh, AT-ATs, standard military equipment, they're around. This is the stuff that got me into, like, troops. And just realizing, like, no, yeah, you saw those in Empire, but they're still here. Yeah. They're still... And that's it. That's the only AT-AT in this entire shot. But this is also the first full-size, like, that's what the door of an AT-AT does. Yeah. That's what the inside of one looks like. It's great. And I think that's just kind of passes by a lot of people and i think that's great that's what makes star wars a place is mm -hmm. it's there because it's supposed to be there not because it's supposed to 
be a cool set piece. Yeah. Um, conduct your search. Because him landing by himself, you're right, that makes no sense. <laughs> I know, Father. I'm not a priest. No, you're, you're my biological father. That's what I was... Never mind. You were once Anakin Skywalker, my father. <laughs> also, really threatening. He's pointing the lightsaber right at that kid's throat. <laughs> All it takes is one little slip of the finger. Yeah. And he doesn't know where the activation stud on this thing is. Mm-mm. He just saw it. That's why you won't bring me to the Emperor now. Oh, kid, oh, you're super no. duper wrong. <laughs> I mean, there might be good in me. I mean, I'm not totally against that. Your mom thought that. I I choked her out and killed her, I'm pretty sure. But this always scared me for some reason. Him just was... turning his hand and having yeah. it active and on. Mm-hmm. Well, it's great because it's it's dealing with Luke's doubt. Like, we are being reminded that, look, Vader's in, man. Like, he, even his speech in Empire is him basically saying, like, you and I could throw over the Empire. Well, I'm not going to join you to overthrow the Empire. Oh, well, then you have to die. Like, kid, I'm in too deep. There's no way. There's no way out. (laughs) You don't know the power of the dark side. You'll be forced to kill me. I think that's a kind way of Vader putting like, dude, you don't know how many people I've killed. (laughs) You know how many people I like, like, liked. I killed your mom. (laughs) I super liked her. I'm in this thing because of her. (laughs) And how much I liked her. (laughs) Anyway, the Emperor will uh, break you. I'm lucky that's not my job. (laughs) Boy, those two stormtroopers must be like, boy, we got the easy job. Just got to take this kid up a couple flights of steps. Well, remember... They came down with him. That's fighting 501st there. Mm-hmm. That's not your your general mopped up lackeys. That's that's Vader's fist. The best troops. Nothing but the best for the Emperor. Nothing best but in the, the galaxy. Best palps. And he stands there and his chest box is blinking. He's going, I just wish I could get these to blink in sequence. <laughs> like one's just telling me oh, that I'm breathing. I know I'm breathing. And I can't see any of these. I have to fiddle with them. Like... I can't look down with he's this got helmet. Te- he's got a technician. You know, like a like a musician has a guitar tech. Like, they're not worrying about their own equipment. I, now I love the idea of Vader's roadie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I got your respirator singing tonight, you know? <laughs> you know, this will be the first time we'll ever see Chewbacca fire his bowcaster. That's true. Up here in a minute. Um, oh. I'm sorry, I'm still living with the roadie and just the idea of, dude, you go in your back to tank, you chill out, I'm going to make this thing... <laughs> sweet and just sing like a honey man it's gonna be great you won't even know <laughs> you'll be ready for the show tonight also look a fleet an actual fleet i mean i can't get over when i first saw new hope of just like how ragtag the group of freedom fighters felt when what i thought they were this the whole time all have black do you notice that as those x-wings were flying it looked like they had black tips. My guess is it's probably more matting than anything. Oh, there's some bill wings. Good old B-wing. I don't think I ever noticed that before. I'd say we'd go back, but that would kind of defeat the entire purpose yeah, of no, what we're doing. Good. Oh, I do love some nine nub though. 
Did you know it's based off of a Kenyan dialect? His his words. Well, it's I actual know, Kenyan. It's I know it started before Haya this, but Haya. I know the the separate team at Skywalker Sound banned from the ranch, which does alien languages. That's like their specialty. Mm-hmm. I know that that was the whole thing was. That and Ewok was all of this work they had been doing to just go find people with weird ways of talking and record them. Yeah, that was it was that audio was recorded by a Kenyan student Mm -hmm. in America at the time. And uh, when the film premiered, people who spoke that language were super happy to have it in there because it's like (laughs) legit. He read the actual lines of the script in a foreign language that was just so so foreign to American audiences in the 80s that it sounded alien. Now that I think about it, I if I remember correctly, uh, the Ewok is based on like this one woman's like Cantonese Chinese mm-hmm. accent. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if like Hong Kong had the same experience of like, oh, these Ewoks, they're saying some words in there. The, yeah. So it's with the Ewoks, it's more like throwing in words that are real with jumbled up. Oh, but you're saying uh, Neil and Nub is just is literally <laughs> word for word from the script. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And it's just because he's such a great character, too. He's such a, like... So does that mean, like... little add-on tertiary, tertiary So I just love characters. the idea that all Solacens are all Kenyan. Yeah, for <laughs> That's sure. That's great. Can they run fast? They don't really talk about it in um, the uh, Battlefront book, where Nine Nub uh, gets his, his day, his shining day. Well, he does pretty good. I mean, he's doing Chewie's job here uh, in this film. And he survives. Also... Ewoks, that's what I, there's where I'm very happy and believe that they could do stuff is just steal this. Though I've, I love this scene where he's flapping behind because I'm like, I'm pretty sure the pedals do something. (laughs) Well, they're stuck in the on position. Well, in the technical manual, if I remember correctly, the the pedals control elevation. Mm. Like that's how you, and that's, I think they wrote that it controls elevation to explain why an Ewok would necessarily need to be touching them because it will just fly on whatever. That makes sense. Um, the best Han moment ever. The touch the wrong yep. shoulder works. Yep. It super works. Yep. Who, when they staged this, said, guys, does this, should we actually film this? Are we going to believe he actually tries this? <laughs> well, being, imagine being that trooper running around the side thinking like, oh, I got this guy. I got this guy. And then there's just a wall Whoa. of rebels there. Who the heck is this guy? Wait. Oh, man, man, this is like that story you hear about that guy who's looking for those droids and those were the droids he's looking for. I'm going to be that guy tonight. Just going like, he touched me on the wrong shoulder and I just (laughs) chased him like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) See, look, they just flout down. And I guess like the tops of them are the control consoles on the bottom. I think it's just two tiers. They fascinate me. I think it's just two tiers. Utterly fascinate one me. controller on the top level one controller on the bottom they fascinate me it's great design it looks good and look how many more windows are back there and again just to the left a vault <laughs> <laughs> oh here we go but hey as we watch this you show me if it ever really shows us a good look of to the left of where we are right now i think it's in here but not enough that you couldn't tell me there's a vault door over there <laughs> And that chair, what a beautiful chair. Uh, leave us. We're just going to go around to the back. We're not going to actually leave. It's, it's kind of our job. <laughs> I got Lord Vader here. You told us in training that your apprentice is the most likely to kill you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke, so confident. So brash, so full of spunk and mm. fire. 
that spit of hope. <laughs> and what are those things? Those armatures in the top there. What, what does that do? Is that like, is that like part of the emperor's preening regiment? Like that's to lift him up on the off chance he becomes a mostly dead cloned body. You know, those armatures aren't far off from what you're talking about. Yeah. It does make me wonder, like, is he already doing life extension stuff at this point? Is that... Well, yeah. I mean, those experiments are already happening on Exegol. That's true. I mean, they're already there. That's true. He's building, like, 11 billion Death Stars. He's probably got at least... Exegol is, like, his fan club. It's, like, all the people who signed up for his newsletter. It's, like, his biggest fans. They go to Exegol. In my brain canon, which has... I don't have anything to support this because I haven't read the material around it, so... (laughs) But, like... They constantly refer to it as the Sith fleet, the Sith Eternal. Like, yeah, right. The people who know him as Darth Sidious yes. are hanging out on Exegol. Yes. The people that know him as the political movement leader, the Emperor, they're the ones on this yes. station. 100% correct. Um, it's like, cool, I'm going to hold on to your laser stick here. Notice I pointed out away from my body. <laughs> away from my body. So even if you use your mind to turn it on... Well, remember, Ben rotated his, too. His was originally pointed out. Good point. Good point. Snoke just wasn't, uh... The Emperor. Wasn't, yeah. Well, wasn't thinking. You pitiful band of rebels. An entire legion of my best troops. Really? You think a legion will be enough? We have Ewoks, you know. You think your little teddy bears will save you? (laughs) I, I, I do like that this is the master stroke. Like, this is him. This was his plan to deal with the rebellion. After, like, d- after the Death Star, he knew he needed to wipe them out. And after yep. uh, Hoth, he's like, we're done dicking around. Yeah, we're he gonna... tried to use Vader. Like, it, well, you know, he, he tried he, to do it tried. through force. Yeah. And he's like, we've got to do it my way. We've got to get it as a, a trap. We mm-hmm. need to set them up to destroy themselves by putting all of their efforts on this really big thing they're scared of. And when they come here, we're going to just wipe them. Which, I mean, to be fair, good plan. Oh, I Hey, you. That. Oh, oh, that poor guy. Wow, there was a, there's a thing of mattresses right down here. How lucky for me. <laughs> Give me that. Also important, uh, stupid little costuming thing that I adore, though. Uh, all those officers are wearing black because they're actually stormtroopers. Anytime you see a full black uniform, that is, it's a stormtrooper in their dress uniform very interesting i didn't know that yeah and that's like the commander and stuff who's in charge of the detention center in uh, new hope all of that stuff oh wedge i love his helmet did black you see they're foils. doing a black series helmet of wedge I did see that that's oh there's cool. the bill wing um also just in case someone isn't familiar i call it the bill wing because it's the b wing it obviously looks like a t um <laughs> Uh, but the designer of the actual model always jokes the fact that it's called the B-Wing because his name's Bill. So, in forever, it will be the Bill Wing. <laughs> and he thought the William Wing sounded too formal. <laughs> it's like a big W. Um, oh, go, Akbar, go. Wouldn't you want one of those chairs? Yeah. Just this free floating chair that's yes. only like there to support your neck, no other real headrest. Although I think if I was in the middle of a space battle and there were these ships that were just giant windows, I'd be nervous. 
Well, you know, those could be displays. They're not. Um, but, you know, transparent steel thick stuff. Sure, sure. I think you trust that. I think the one thing about that chair that I'm assuming maybe some art designer, it's what I think of when I see that is like, I'm assuming that's on an armature so that when the ship gets rocked, he just stays gyroscopically mm-hmm. centered. I agree. Oh, look at that. It's uh, so good. I don't that know frame. if I ever, no- I mean, of course I noticed, but I don't think I ever really thought about the fact that they call Lando gold see? leader here. Right to the left. Um. Oh, that key lighting on his eyes is so good. Oh, yeah. Ah, you want to turn this in towards me and cut me in half. <laughs> Not going to fall for that, you idiot. But again, that little key light right there, that little strip over his eyes is so good. Take it down and strike me down. And I do no. like they had the idea here to do something with his eyes. Yeah. You know, they give him the yellowish orange... Contacts. Yeah, he has what we will eventually think of as Sith eyes. Yeah. It's just they're much more yellow. They don't have as much of that really, really bright red spots. But they're there still. Like, his eyes are screwed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he has sort of a rusty brown on the rims instead of, like, the caustic red we're it's used to thinking. It's kind of like he has a lazy eye. Like, that one looks like it's drifting a little. I think probably because if you th- look at how that's composed, I think the reason it looks a little lazy is... The eye on the right-hand side of his face is looking at Mark Hamill. The right one is mostly looking at Hood. Yeah. Like, I just don't think he can focus with the other eye. But, hey, I don't think that's a bad effect. No, not at all. Considering he's already planning the zombie version of himself at this point. Yeah. No, I think it all works out. Man, I love this. It just feels so hopeless. Like, they just feel so defeated. Like, you really got screwed. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, we have no idea where the movie's going from here. Right. Because they were, excuse me, because they should have won already. (laughs) Like they should have blown up that shield generator and they did it. And this is, this is a great false, false uh, ending. Yeah. Agreed. Atu, do you think this was a good idea? Hey, don't move. Well, if we take six stormtroopers away from the hundred that are down there, that should be enough of a distraction for our heroes to get away. Yeah. So, you know what? They talked about, like, when they filmed The Mandalorian about, like, how hard it was to get a bunch, like, I mean, they they hired the Fighting 501st charity group to come and pad out their... Yeah. How many things of Stormtrooper armor do you think is actually present in this scene? Like, how much do you think was matte painting and doubling and multiple exposures? Like... I'd say there's at least 40. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Like, it it seems like they, they got a lot of extras and they paid for a lot of armor. Yeah. Uh, my guess is it probably a whole bunch of like in these wider shots, probably a whole bunch of it's like garbage. Like if you look at it up close, it doesn't look good at all. Yeah. Broken helmets and stuff like or that. Or just like the like, black is just painted on with a Sharpie. I mean, like the, the kind of stuff you see when you yeah. don't have a hero prop, a prop that's going to be have the camera on it. Right. You can, you know, um, you know, famously, there's always like, you know, how do you pad out like. Something they might have done here, they might have even done it, I don't know, is just to have some standees. Some matte paintings that look right from the right angle, and yeah. they're just standees in front of, you know, behind real actors. Right, right, right. Um, uh, I do love trying to just drop a rock on the ATST. Ha-ha! I also like, that I will believe, is if you drop a rock from like 45 feet up on a stormtrooper, yeah, that helmet's not helping. Mm, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> Your neck just compressed. <laughs> Oh, this, good effort, uh, guys. Good effort. 
the whole thing about this is I found this cute, but when I was a kid, I took it because, you know, I was watching Care Bears. A Care Bear stare could stop evil people. I was fine with teddy bears. And as an adult, I've always soured on this of like, I really don't have an issue with the Ewoks. I really like. No, no. You understand. I love the Ewoks as characters. It's this sequence. It's goofy and it's fun and it's kitty and it's delightful. And as I mentioned, when people were talking about the sequel trilogies as it's made for kids, this is always the lightning rod I'd come back to of like, guys, if you can accept this, you can accept all of this silliness. Like Star Wars is a silly place where sticks and stones kill stormtroopers. It's okay. It's not meant the laser swords only know how to go out so far. It's not (laughs) meant to be taken with this deep, deep, profound scrutiny. And it's also, like I said, it's the reason like, I know why movies are made by PG-13, but I'm like, it's laser swords. It doesn't need to be that violent or dark. It's yeah, it's laser swords. Yeah. Um, I feel so... It's, they have so many setbacks. And look at this guy trying so hard to hit that foot. Because obviously this is an animal. Like the stuff in the Ewok shows, the great Galork or whatever the heck else is in there. <laughs> and they really do destroy some of these trees too here. One of the reasons they were able to is this area was actually scheduled to be uh, logged. Oh, I didn't and know that. And so they were able to take down some of the trees oh, that makes for sense. filming. Yeah, because, I mean, people sometimes forget that. But, like, the most important thing about a forest to keep it alive is to let it do its recycling. And sometimes yeah. when you protect it, you got to make sure you're allowing it to be worked. Otherwise... You know, you'll kill all the underbrush of that entire ecosystem yeah. if the trees get too big and stuff. Huh, I didn't know that. That's uh, So that's why they got to put, attach squibs and blow stuff up. Yeah, that's why there's tr- scenes of, like, trees splintering and, yeah. That's rad. P, it's like, we're in the Executor. Everything's going to be great, huh? <laughs> uh, the Emperor has something special planned for them. It's strategically nonsense, but that's what he told me. <laughs> Ronto wraps. Fresh Ronto wraps for everybody if they surrender. Um, but I, I like that basically the goal here is the rebels are supposed to feel like they're winning. Like the emperor is like, nope, take losses, take casualties. Just don't do anything like only do minor self-defense maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Just like, don't lose a ship. But like if a gunner gets killed, whatever, we got more. We got more. After this, we'll be able to build them so easily. No one will be trying to stop us. You know, I've never really scrutinized. Is that filmed new, or is that just a reverse angle of the New Hope version? Like, with all the gunners on the planks? I have no idea. It's a fun thing to think about. It's a good question, though, yeah. All craft, prepare to retreat. That thing's activational. We're screwed. (laughs) Remember, that thing can kill a planet. Well, I don't know. Maybe it can't kill a planet right now, but it can certainly blow up a capitalist ship. Can and will. Oh, no. Oh, no. Poor Ewoks. And again, the, the the sort of headcanon of why I think any of this works is just the torture was like, we were not trained for this. <laughs> um, or maybe it's just one of those things of, you know, Plasticeal, great at, uh, you know, protecting you. That, that, that body glove, really good at disrupting energy. Uh, didn't design it to be good against knives. We just... You know, you get who would attacked, bring a knife to a blaster fight? You get attacked by one dog, even a really strong dog. You can probably hit it in the head and get away. But you get attacked by five or six dogs. All I'm saying is, it's you're not right. as easy as you think. You might oh, win, but you're going to Look how many extra things they had pop out of him. 
which again, I know that's special edition stuff, but I'm okay with it because it, it's more authentic to us who have seen just how many compartments he does have in there. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, and this leads to, again, one of these beautiful setbacks. I was like, that could probably hotwire it. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Tragedy. Death. Consequences. I'm glad we didn't get to see like his arm blow off or something. Oh, just the, the like gummy sticky fire that is in his chest from dying. Yeah. Oh man. Bro. Oh, no. oh bro. Run. Run. <laughs> We were foolish to think we could do this. <laughs> uh, and I, this Lando Calrissian, I don't know what that little maneuver you did at the Battle of Tanab, but I can see why you're a general. This is smart. They're not firing us. Go amongst them. That way they can't just blast us out of the sky without taking out their own stuff. Little do they know, the Emperor probably doesn't care. <laughs> no, he does not. There's that Y-Wing. Hey, if you're going to crash, at least crash into the enemy. Go for the bridge like that one A-Wing guy is going to do. Amber's like, look, you're super screwed. You might as well just join Team Evil. (laughs) Will you stop the attack? No. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. I'm just saying that when you join, you won't care the fact I won't stop the attack. (laughs) Listen, who needs friends when you can have cool powers? (laughs) Yeah, no, grab the lightsaber. Don't know what you think it's going to do. What do you mean? He's defenseless. Well, I'm just saying, you kill the Emperor. That doesn't stop the attack on the Rebel fleet. (laughs) Well, once all of the knowledge from Sidious passes into Luke when he strikes him down. (laughs) Oh my god. Then... He'll have the power to shoot lightning out into space. and No, 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 no. He'll be able to just, yeah, shoot a lightning bolt that will stop all the ships he doesn't want. It'll yeah. just disable them. Uh-huh. You're right. You're right. So that's what's going to happen. You're right. They're all in retreat. What are we going to do, extra tall Wookiee, Wookie, who we assume is just one of us, but really, 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 really abnormally tall? <laughs> swinging! More Swinging! <laughs> A lot of swinging. We found it. Swinging is the answer. That's what the OT has that the the other the other trilogies just don't have enough of. Well, he's having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, get get what are you get off me? <laughs> now what you don't see is like they push him down there, but then they stab him. They stab him like four times and make him bleed out on the floor there. I think if I remember correctly, one of those ATST drivers is Richard Marquand. Oh, really? In a cameo, yeah. That's a cute cameo. And the other one is uh, Robert Watts, one of the producers. That's a good, fun cameo. If I remember correctly. Also, I love, again, love the interior of the ATSD and showing you that these things are a thing. Like, I, anytime you're showing me military tech, nothing makes me feel more grounded than functional war weapons. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm not here to explain myself. Actually, I mean, I guess I am. But Go, Chewie, go. And it is really fun to just see that ATSD just shoot another ATSD and then just start opening up. Oh, yeah. It's nice for the heroes to have a little bit of power for once. Well, it's fun because, hey, look, the teddy bears, they're, they're beating us up. But really, when when an ace pilot gets a hold of our tank, that's actually when we lost. 
And this, that works. <laughs> and then also he just scampered away. Like, he's going to die. <laughs> he's super dead. If you were that scout trooper, wouldn't you just let go of the bike? My assumption is you might, but I'm assuming there's a safety system that doesn't want you to just flop out of it. Ah, your boots are like strapped in or something. Right, like stirrups or something. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, you could say something. I don't think there's as much reaction time, but like there's something similar to that. <laughs> all terrain. I guess all terrain doesn't cover log. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. That look. That look is so priceless. Oh, yeah. And Leia getting shot. And the true expression of their love. I can kill them. Ugh, murdering makes me feel so hot for you. <laughs> now move aside so I can kill them. You got it, babe. <laughs> dead, dead. Love it. Oh no. I don't think you're going to be able to take that out in one shot. Also like, hey, it's Chewie. He won the battle. Great job, buddy. <laughs> now get out of your cool tank and get down here. <laughs> no, wait. I got an idea. It's even cooler. It's uh, even... Yeah. Guys, I know you thought I hit my maximum when I tapped that guy on the wrong side of the shoulder, but I got an even better one. Now, a lot of these scenes were not shot by David Prowse, whereas he had done the saber work in both of the other films. These were shot by a stunt double. Oh. He was getting a little older, wasn't able to do all of the stunt work. Well, we've always talked, tall people have all kinds of health problems. Like, those joints just start freezing up. And... Yeah. Oh, Luke. Just to the left there. And just the menace of all we're hearing is the music and the hum. Uh-huh. So good. And that red and green together, what could be better? It's Christmas. It came early. Oh, you love it. Think about it. If Luke had had a blue saber here, it just would never be as iconic. I don't know. It worked for like five out of the six movies. <laughs> I hear you, though. Like, I'm glad that there are more of the lightsabers. I'm glad there's yellow. I'm glad there's yep. purple. Yeah. Yep. I mean, really, uh, what I'd love to see is I'd love to see the Sith get a second color. But at this point, purple. I don't know how. Purple. Well, I know that uh, Galaxy's Edge will tell you that. But I'm like, the only dude to wield is Mace Window, and he's super duper not evil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. I would say black, but, like, that's actually a Jedi blade and a Mando blade, so it's not that. You know, that was probably the closest we yeah. saw to the left side of the room. Yeah. So, I guess that... There we go. Yeah, that was technically... That was technically the angle where you could have, in theory, seen... Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's okay. But it's on a lower level, right? Like, it's down below the steps. Yeah, I mean, again, I guarantee top people made sure that it makes sense in what you can see, that that door can be there really? without you seeing. You watched the same movie. You think people thought about if that movie made sense and you think A hundred thousand percent oh, that no one on the art direction team of the thousands of people that made that movie, I think 90% of them all did their jobs. 
I oh man. The I think you're giving a lot of credit, but I have you seen I, the art of Rise Skywalker? What's wrong with the art in No, Rise? I've seen the, the art. The story is the problem. I, I've seen it. I just I'm just saying that the devil is not in the details of that movie. The detail work of that movie was done fine. It's the broad strokes that are the problematic pieces of that movie. Like the fact that, you know, one of those, the there they are. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Who's getting this shift? I mean, yeah, David Prowse is like Vader's duck in here. But like, <laughs> like, I don't even think Luke fits under here really well. Also, the Emperor's just going like, I'm just going to close my eyes and feel it. See see it with my mind's eye. <laughs> I just like that he has those command consoles down there because he doesn't want to see the underlings as they're typing away. <laughs> yeah, what what do you think job is going on down there? Like the accountancy is going on. <laughs> it's yeah, it's accounting for sure. Um maybe those are all microwaves. Maybe that's where the food's prepped. Maybe they just control his chair. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You think it just swivels? No. <gasps> You see all those buttons on there? We have to on the fly reassign those buttons to whatever he wants to be there. I do know that in the film, to get the chair to turn, he had to swivel with his feet. I do know that. Can I just say that seems really weird to me? Like, I mean, it makes sense, but, like, look at how this set is constructed. Yeah. This is, as far as I know, this is authentically two levels on the soundstage. Mm -hmm. You think you could have got two stagehands just sticking a stick up in there to turn it. But no, he just uses his little slippers yeah. and just pushes a little off. Just tap, 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 tap. See, that it's, I take it back. It makes sense. That's grounded in the real world. <laughs> oh, Luke. Uh, here's oh, the whole left Luke. side of the room, so I don't know where it is. But, um, oh, uh, and here we're, we're, again, look at these. It's not bad for choreography, just choreography's evolved a lot. And here's what I call the baseball scene where he's bam, bam, <laughs> bam. <laughs> uh, and Vader's like, yield, man. Like, jeez. <laughs> I thought I got angry. Jeez. Yeah, kill him. All right, so... Are we supposed to read this scene as Luke being more powerful than Vader? Are we supposed I, to? Is that what yes? We're supposed I to think feel here from let's let's put it real quick in the Emperor's perspective. This is the moment where his shiny new apprentice is ready to kill his old apprentice. This right. is the Dooku scene, right? Where it's not that Dooku is bad; it's just he's been outclassed by a shiny new model. Sure. And then Luke, unlike Anakin, goes. Wait a minute. Why is this guy telling me to kill him? <laughs> Jedi, like my father before me. The look of just disappointment here in the Emperor going like, mm -hmm. this is the one time he can't go, okay, I'll admit it. This is not how I foreseen it. <laughs> well, this is where he's like, you know go, what? Go, go. We put the timers on way too short. <laughs> Gotta get rid of Skywalkers altogether and just make my own clones. Well, yeah, at this point, he's just like, right? like, yeah, no, <laughs> call the Strandcaster. We got to. <laughs> and, you know, one day my cloned son will stand beside me and he certainly won't take up the Skywalker name. What do you mean you can't get a hold of him? What do you mean he has a wife? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, check this out. 
you know what you didn't know we had? This stuff. <laughs> and there's no way that feels good. I also say one thing. I I, I think it was is a little in the special edition, but I know in the DVD release they amped it up a bit more. But like, I also like how much more blue they made the lightning. Yeah. Like they went and they really pushed the color because yeah. they were doing all of that. They were making Obi Wan's lightsaber look more blue and all that stuff. And I I, I like think it making color. it vibrant helps for sure. Yeah. No match for the dark side. Vader's like, well, this is weird. Didn't expect this turn. Hey, yeah, good work, kid. Fall forward. You were just going to fall in that pit. Getting electrocutes way more more awesome. And then we're about to see the scene that always catches in my mind's eye for whatever reason. There's a piece here where he gets electrified and it wraps around his teeth. And for whatever reason, it just super sticks with me. Yeah. Of just like, I do not want electricity by my teeth. Because it's just so painful. The idea of it is just so, so painful. And again, I love someone who cut it together. Vader right now is just going through Padme and Dooku and all the ways this monster next to him has lied to him the entire ride Mm -hmm. here. And the Emperor has zero problems thinking that Vader's just going to sit there like a doof. And Vader's just like... Hold on a second. I know how this ends. Here it comes. There's the teeth. <laughs> no. Wait a no. Yeah, I, look, here's my thing. I I get it, but like, I, I don't have a problem with it. It's fine. I mean, I definitely don't have a problem. I mean, there's very few I things prefer I it without him saying anything because we yeah. know he's mentally screaming. No, we didn't need it to be said. Yeah. But I think for clarity's sake, it's not... It doesn't ruin the scene or anything is what I'm saying. Uh, and there he goes. Just like that off Dexigal. That's what that energy is right there. It's it's it traveling across to the galactic core or wherever. Unknown regions. I don't know. Where is Exegol? Unknown regions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. He's going to Exegol. Son, I don't have time to explain Exegol to you. I'm, of course, aware of it. Um, But, you know, dying. <laughs> Dad, you did it. Can we go have a catch? <laughs> all right now i'll drag you to the shuttle but don't go to die I, we joked about that and it's like one of those things i'm like yeah it it is a little silly but you know what it doesn't matter the thing about that i think the original trilogy that, that does diminish over time is the fun of this being theatrical yeah. and i mean that in theater like it's dramatic for the sake of dramatic it doesn't make sense it's just interesting um and I think as a modern audience, I think reality TV and a bunch of other things that have informed our viewing habits, YouTube and having these connections to real people, it's really gotten us to be, I think, far more jaded about having really, really deep verisimilitude to everything. And I'm like, I, I think that it's taking it too seriously. It's, it's not having enough fun with this stuff. You know, why does a man dress up as like a bat? Because it's cool. It doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> um, and man, what a great sequence. And also there's the scratch. Also, technically, that's deflector shield dish. So they don't have a deflector shield now. <laughs> In theory. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah hey, we're doing cool. great. Um, you know what? Blow up that super star destroyer. <laughs> why didn't no one shoot for that big ball before? Well, that's the shield generator, and my guess is it might have actually been enveloped in the same planetary shield. Uh. Um, but here's the A-Wing, taking Piet out, doing the work Vader couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Sir, get down. He knows. He knows what he's doing. And also, this is where you're just going to go, really, on a ship that big, you don't have a secondary bridge? Akbar's like, even I'm surprised that worked. <laughs> uh, get the name of that pilot. Uh, get his family a medal. I didn't even order him to do that. It just worked. Wait a minute. If we just send the pilots kamikaze style at the... No, no, we're the good guys. Let's not do that. <laughs> Quick, fly your ships into the bridge of all the Star Destroyers. But sir, we'll die. Better with you than me. <laughs> All right, so we get him to the shuttle. Thank okay, God. Lots down an work. elevator. Who knows how many non, you know, non-handicap accessible places they've gone through <laughs> to get here. And I like all the stormtroopers are just running by, not helping Vader. But that makes sense because they're just like they're out for themselves. Yeah. Uh, there's gonna be a cool story of all the, the like the people running from here and how where they ended up. I mean, someone on this ship's about to go down and pick up Inferno Squad. <laughs> I mean, we've only got two more years until we get from a certain point of view. All right, here we go. Could actually let this play a little dramatically because what a great scene. Look at the scar tissue on the back of his head. Gross. And beautiful work on all this prop. Oh, yeah. And just so you don't get confused, now his eye color is the same as Hayden Christensen's. <laughs> Ugly, right? I didn't expect my life to turn out this way either, but That's what the dark side will do to you. I guess actually now I think about it, it is actually very important how he's already redeemed here. He doesn't have Sith eyes. Yeah. I'll not leave you here. I've got to That's see definitely you. a big moment. Not to mention by breathing real air right now, my lungs have literally caught fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more embalming fluid than man now. <laughs> Dad, could you just say I love you just once so I can just, hold that? Just anything. I won't leave you. And again, you, we've already talked about this at nausea, but I'm just going to say I do love. See those lights in the background? My brain always wants those to match in sequence with that little piano riff there. Mm. It never does. It super doesn't. But every time I watch this, I don't know why That's I fixate desire, on it. Huh? It's just it's something I notice and always think about. Mm. I can't. I'm not here to explain myself. Um, and here we go. Roomy gets roomy once you get through all that uh, crawl space. Um, and I think this is great because this is, in theory, not much different than what they did to the first Death Star. It's just the scale. Yeah. Right. That what was an exhaust port that they could fly through, you know, in the first in the first movie, a proton torpedo get through it. All the superstructure of this is so much bigger, they can fly ships through it. Yeah. It is a fantastic idea and a great way to scale up the threat mm -hmm. without... It's still making it feel fresh, but familiar. <laughs> Look, Luke has... Luke, you have every right to breathe right there. Like, you literally just get out of the nick of time. <laughs> literally the skin of your teeth. And Wedge is like, I'm clear. Falcon's like, uh, trying? <laughs> that TIE fighter pilot, what a bad thing. Because he's like one of the only ones who knows to get the heck out of there. <laughs> also, mind-bogglingly ridiculous to believe that a, a YT-1300 modified 
freighter is going to outrun a TIE Interceptor. This one can. Apparently. <laughs> Fastest hunk of junk can. in the galaxy. Yeah. I thought that was an inspired choice, is to give it what it looks like in Atmo, like yeah. in the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I think I think everything about this movie is pretty great. It's, it's pretty good. I like this one. Yeah, believe it or not, I'm a fan. Despite it being my least favorite, maybe, of all of them, like, it's only because... All of them are better than most movies in my life. <laughs> um, uh, so you're with Luke. That man getting so many mixed signals here. Um, <laughs> His face just looks so defeated yes. here, but he's yeah, like, "I'm no. trying. I, I'm trying to be the bigger man. I've yep. learned a lot on this yep. journey. When he comes back, I won't get in the way. In the way of what?" Oh, it's not like that at all. We're a truple. <laughs> um, he's my brother. And again, the internet giving great look, great pondering, great figuring this all out. Then kiss. And then my favorite thing is the someone who cut in the, like that look right there he's giving. What about Hoth? <laughs> you smooched him right on the mouth. Like, and then just me, the- like 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Girl, you're kinky. <laughs> yeah, the teddy bears. Uh, oh, uh, Warwick, you're great. Can you give us a moment? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just starting the makeout session there. If you could just. Well, 3PO wasn't around to get in the way. So the cremation scene here was shot basically on Skywalker Ranch. Well after principal filming had come out. So this is like a fixed. pickup they decided yeah. later to like sort yeah. of dispose and of the body. And it was directed by Lucas. Oh really? Mm-hmm. So this, so Lucas doesn't get the DGA credit for this, but he he did direct a piece of this film. Well, he directed a lot of this film. Well, to be here's fair. the thing, and look at that helmet. Um, yeah, and the cremation scene here is mostly here to like finally give closure to Vader that he's completely gone, consumed by fire, right? Yeah. Not some kids gonna come by here and pick up the melted remains. Yeah, the remains. I, I want that story. And that's more of what I'm commenting on here is I want the story of Kylo Ren going and uncovering that. Like, how did he get a hold of that? It's only a matter of time. Uh, Cloud City. This is also one of the, I think this is my favorite special edition edition. I've mentioned it many times. I love this ending song. It's one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars music totality. I just love seeing all these places. The only one that's weird is Tatooine because you'd figure they would be like not even aware, almost aware. Yeah, agree. <laughs> but as we saw in the Mando, they get celebrating. Well, maybe they, they're they more celebrating Jabba's gone. Oh, that's true. That's true. And Monument Square, there's uh, oh, say And look, time and a place. But the toppling of the, of the statue is such an iconic image to people our age. Oh yeah. So, but this song, not to say the little ditty they played in the original was bad, but like, this is the triumphant win. I agree. The galaxy is free, my friends. Even these teddy bears, who like everyone in Star Wars have no fear of heights. (laughs) And I love the little... Well, what am I talking about? If you're listening to Star Wars All In, you know I love this song. There's a reason it's in, like, every single episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best way to end. If I could just put in, like, uh, Across the Stars a few more times, I'd be happy every single week. (laughs) 
And did you see the thing with the stuff? And the deflector dish is damaged. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. I got this idea. There's, there's these new HT models out. <laughs> do you think Lando paid for the replacement of the square one oh, we I think see? It came out of or the, do you think the Duquesne boys did that? I think it came out of the budget. I think it came out of the New Republic budget. Uh, and then to slice it with my least favorite change in all of the special editions. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. It, I mean, it works. Here's the thing. It works if you're a kid. What I mean is, if you've come up through Clone Wars and stuff, like right. that's the person you expect to see there. Right. I'm just used to the fact of like, so you get de-aged? Why isn't Ewan McGregor there then? <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, it doesn't necessarily make sense, but... Hey, but good for Hayden, you know? He good needed for another him. role. All right. Wow, I can't believe we just did that. Uh, Mac, let's move on to the outro so we can talk about it a little bit. Um, I think I think that's I think that's reasonable. All right, so I'm not going to play the music again. Yep, we're just going to do the, uh, yeah, we're just going to, you know what? Audience, you've probably already heard the original ending song. I'll put that in here. I like just it. For Change some it contrast. up a little bit. Change it up a little. Uh, okay. But that's how our story wraps up. This May the 4th special of Star Wars All In, our first full length audio commentary of a film. Goodness, I hope that worked. Um <laughs> Uh, I didn't lose any of the audio. We don't have to do it again. And I hope audience, I hope it stayed synced enough. Yeah. When you're doing it in one take, if one thing gets messed up, you're kind of out of luck. We're doing it live. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, live to tape, but still. <laughs> it went okay. Not a bad okay. first effort. I think it was fun. Yeah. I think it was fun. Yeah. I think our, our smarm was only mostly there. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go so riff tracksy. Well, that's I, I. How else could you do it? I didn't know you were going to bring the IMDb like trivia section with you. Like, I, I learned a lot of it that I didn't know. That was. I think we both surprised each other, and it was yeah, fun. Yeah, for and, sure. And maybe we'll do this again. Who knows? Who, literally, who knows? Uh, the possibilities are endless. But honestly, I don't think I have anything else to say right now. Have a beautiful May the 4th if you are celebrating yes, Revenge yes. of the Sith. Enjoy, enjoy. Enjoy the Bad Batch. Uh, you might have watched it by now. Um, we, you know, we're recording this before, but we will be we'll be back next week to definitely talk about our opinions on the Bad Batch. Yeah, I guess we will have to do a show or something, a topic I, I on think, it maybe. Or... Uh, we might do a topic. I, it, it, nothing else in the appendix. I think yeah. we'll definitely talk about it. But, yeah. We'll um, definitely have to make some room for that. We'll have 70 minutes of Bad Batch to talk about. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. A new, brand new year of Star Wars. Another wonderful year of Star Wars opening up. Mm -hmm. A bigger, brighter, beautiful tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's poetic that we just talked about what many people thought was the end of Star Wars. And 
imagine if that's where it actually ended. What a weird world we'd live in. I know. I just, I no matter how much, uh, how much hate the internet wants to spew, it is kind of funny to think that there are people out there who be like, no, it should have stopped here. It would just be better if it had stopped here. I just can't understand that reasoning ever. Well, so much of my fandom comes from not just three films, but like, let's put it this way. You could pick a lot worse places to get off. <laughs> um, True. So, fantastic. And uh, I think it's been great. I'm Mac. And I'm Ross. And until next Wednesday, may the force be with you. This production is not endorsed by any other property and is the sole responsibility of Mac Purvis III, Ross Greco, and those involved in its production. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. Other than content provided by this production's providers, all music, music clips, sound bites, rights are reserved, and their respective owners have not endorsed any aspect of this show. Copyright 2021.